1: You're on cricket. Cricket core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. <laughs> Shit. But as you know, we got to start the show off with a beer tasting. And this one comes from our friend Craig Phillips, who's also a patron. He sent us a box. He told me there's going to be a Wow. He sent out. That guy literally owns all Phillips screwdrivers that he took the time out to I send us this. came so close to just smacking you in the face I with I would Lysol make you wipe. eat it. By the way, no offense for the Lysol wipe, Craig. It's just the times that we're living in right now. He's saying you're dirty, Craig. Goddamn Craig. How are you going to get fired on your day off? Well, you build the clubhouse. <laughs> I gotta saw it. it. I gotta get in the meat section!
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the same face Mike has when he's flopping around on top of a girl.
1: Because <laughs> 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 I gotta saw it in I gotta saw it, I gotta break it. Just hold still! Oh, what do we got here? We've got.
0: God damn, do you all you're disassembling a fucking bomb in we the got
1: ra- little oh. Mega
0: Man? that's great fuck I love Mega Man we got
1: several of them are they all the Mega there's Man? there's Superman too oh pixels <laughs> <laughs> oh dude there's a Freddy one how dope is that shit? that's a cool spot welcome to digitals bitch he's <laughs> got a Jason one in there fuck those are cute and then finally the number one slasher of all time you know his name Michael. Michael Shire. Doing it and doing it and doing it. Wow. Mm. Mmm. Alright. A bunch of little got a whole pack of stickers in here, man. That's fucking dope as shit. A whole pack of slasher stickers. (laughs) You're picking it up with that goddamn you look like you're picking up dog shit from the park. (laughs) You're like, does that look like shit to you? Okay. But now you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna wash my hands while we're done. Yeah, that's all we gotta do. It's too hard. I'm trying to be fucking on say, top of it. Yeah. I just spit right I saw the spit hit <laughs> you I wasn't gonna say anything. You got the correct but I vomited. Yep, you're good to I go. Did. I've got type O blood. Oh dude, these Positive. are busy as good. fuck. What is this? oh fuck. Dark helmet. Oh my god. Westbrook, Westbook West Westbrook. Westbrook, Westbrook. Brewing Company, Black Lager Oh, you're gonna fucking die Black Lager What the fuck is your deal, Craig? Your helmet <laughs> is so big God damn, that's cool as fuck though, the can Yeah, dude, and it's totally illegal to ship alcohol to Kentucky, so Breaking the law, hey, you breaking the law hey, if you got, pew, hey, pew.
0: hey, you know what I can say to you, sir? Your Schwartz is as big as mine.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> or you go with what he said in uh, uh, Showdown Little Tokyo where he's like, I can honestly tell you, I've never seen a dick on another man that big. It, it's true. Oh, look at that shit. That's cool, man. My face. Your face is still in the viewfinder. Boobies! <sighs> That's going to be a fucking dark night in want. I, I will wipe down you. the top of that for us. Get you some, mmm. Get you some I bleach. I can't wait tonight. to vomit tonight. That's one. These are not them. Okay. You've captured that stuff. Okay. It's the same beer, so we each have one to go with. So let's just use one because, yeah. Westbrook.
0: Do you have an extra cup? Dark helmet. Cause you might want, you might like it. You might want to keep the extra can. Yeah, we'll just start with one can. Okay. Don't worry, but we both have malaria, HIV, all sorts of nasty shit together, so we can share it.
1: Yeah. All right, here we go. Mike's got the clap. And I the got herpes. the clap. Oh, this is this just got chipped all the way from wherever the fuck you are. And it's just sitting in my hand. He, he got, got shipped from Lowe's. Dude, look at the top of that. Oh, Boop. it looks like goddamn Coke No. Black lager, this is going to fucking ruin you. I've been trying to go easy on you for like weeks. I'm like, doing shit that you might like, this is going to ruin you. Really, he likes st- to see pain. This is going to break you. Do you all like right. to see pain.
0: You took a way too big dip. Is it rough? Is it rough? I'm not doing it. I'm not even. I'm not even like look. You you like literally look like you sucked inside of an octopus. Bro, it's thick. I don't care, bro. It's. I'm not doing it, bro. Thick,
1: bro. <laughs> thick, thick dick. Bro. You gotta take that. It tastes like a porter. Oh god. It, it has a porter taste to it, but it doesn't have the exact same porter landing. I guess that's why they just call it a black lager. It's, it tastes like a black lager. If you can imagine what that tastes like. It's good, but only have a, several. Three to four, nine.
0: Oh, this is good. Dude, gonna be, this is
1: gonna, dude if, I, if I fucking spew, I'm
0: straight up exorcising it toward you. I'm going to talk out Hey, if you're going to spew, spew into this. I will, and I'll spew in your mouth, too. <laughs> I'll fucking rave in that oh, shit. I'm fucking excited about this one. Oh, man, it's fucking rough. Ooh. <laughs> oh
1: fuck! Don't actually throw it. up! No... Give me the power of ah, I
0: feel like making Van Damme and Bloodsport. Ah. Shit, the tongue Po just kicked me in the God. I, fucking
1: I, have, I haven't even thrown porters at Jay yet We, I, I've stayed completely away from it Dude
0: it's like I'm a fucking orange belt In this and he got He sent the fucking Bruce Lee kickmaster to my throat He was fucking kidding it yeah. <laughs> oh God! You know what I want to do you really badly. I want to. You know, how till Dawn and Quentin Tarantino kicks the shit out of Cheech. How you doing? Fucking good. Okay. <laughs> dude, that's fucking garbage. You gonna go for the second? Like, fuck you! You're not gonna go for the second this time. He's gonna go. You're gonna do one. He
1: gonna do one.
0: Dude, I, almost, I literally you heard it. No, I, 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 got it I got scared. I got
1: really scared. But now your stomach's ready, and it can it's not, everything. dude. It's it's in revolt. <laughs> I'm having a goddamn terrorist
0: attack in there. <laughs> you,
1: Oh. <laughs> I thought you did it. I thought you, I thought you. Through the darkest night, the blackest day, <laughs> feel my might. Green letters, day.
0: <laughs> That's not how it goes, but I don't give a fuck. No evil, don't escape my sight. That's the evil. <laughs> Evan. <laughs> this is what he used to drug those bitches in Human Centipede. <laughs> oh, God. Detourless. Huckin' leaves. leaves. awful, dude. It's so bad. It's like you literally ground up
1: charcoal after you used it on the grill for two days and put it in the can. Look, it actually says on here, it says, uh, Dark Helmet is a German-style black lager for Schwarzbeer. The Schwarz. Brewed with 10% malted rye, chocolate, and carafe melts. Give this beer its dark color and ludicrously smooth, roasty flavor. May the Schwarz be with you. And it's actually got the Star Wars crawl. Oh, my God. Oh, so blurry. Well, Why? That, that was the episode. <laughs> Congratulations,
0: the, the shortest one ever. I want to save this one for a Dark Night in Texas. Yeah, that like you. You know what? That's if you were divorced and you found out like you're you not only divorced, but you got herpes and your fucking kids hate you for the rest of your life. You would drink that shit on a swing set somewhere in a park
1: alone. You would chug it. It's deep. It is. It, it does go down. It's one of those beers that gets you drunk fast. I'll tell you that. Oh, God. He's gone to plaid. You fucking nasty motherfucker! I felt like I drank gasoline. Thanks, Craig, for the awesome. That's like what they use for circus performers. Go, <laughs> fucking put a spatula in your mouth and blow it. Thanks for the stickers and the weird pixel pet. That's that's those cool. Those are dope. I do you like that, man. Craig? And they got that 90, nice, nice '90s feels to them, ah, too. Dude, like it's to like, like those affecting those every goddamn. I can't even taste anything anymore. You know that's a symptom
0: of. It's the it's a symptom of shit beer. <laughs>
1: It's only 5.5% alcohol, though. It's 55 death. The IPA we did a couple weeks ago was like 8.5%. I don't care, dude. It's 55 on the Richter scale of negative taste. <laughs> I like it, though. It's
0: a, it's a good... I appreciate it, man. I don't think I've ever had a black lager before. Dude, you better stop your racist mouth. i had a black, black man before, I mean, but never good. black You yeah, Make sure you so. make sure you, t- you mentioned Tyrone. New first time. Bickums. Jerome's got a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's enough. There's yes. one for you. Well, it doesn't matter. I, like, I was trying to wipe the fucking tears from my well,
1: eyes. I, 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 well, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spit on you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So that part, part happened, whatever. too. All right. <laughs> God is in his holy temple. Quiet now. Good what my my, I'm like your hype man. I'm no, like Jack and no that Jack. was uh, that was Poltergeist. Steve the old man. He's like, God is in his heart. It's That's how I felt. If you guys, uh, that's one of the movies I watched this week. We'll get to that. But uh, Poltergeist two, when he was under the cavern, oh. he was like, ah, like that's
1: how I felt when I was drinking that. <laughs> All right, so fucking movie news. Now we go straight into the movie news section of the show. I can't remember a single goddamn. Story. I got one. Okay, let's talk about real quick. Let's talk
0: about the AMC theater situation. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, earlier this week, the CEO of AMC said that they were hopeful that in mid-June, they were going to be able to open their doors and let everybody flood in through the gates and have a good old time and infect everybody with their, hopefully, non-COVID. But, uh, unfortunately, what's happened now, some of the developing news out of that, is S&P analysts, which is our finance group, have reported that they've actually moved the uh, credit score of AMC movie theaters, which is the biggest... Exhibitors of all movies in the United States from a B-minus rating to a triple CCC- C-minus with Outlook fucked. Which means, you know, it says Outlook not good, which is the eight ball you shake. You're like, I don't want to hear that. It
1: hey, does says fucked! Does the
0: girl want to see me? You're dumb. No, that you know, so that's happened. Uh, it's pr- They're looking at, like, there's not a lo- enough liquidity for AMC to continue past mid-June. So they said that the idea <clears throat> that they're opening up in mid-June is probably false. It's not going to happen. And even if they did, they're not going to have enough money to sustain them with their negative cash flow from this year throughout the summer. Uh, A lot of local agencies have come out and said that the peak of this uh, terrible uh, sharona Macrona is going to be from June to August. So, therefore, they're very, very skeptical whether or not they're going to make any money whatsoever, and that mid-June is probably not going to happen either. Um, They said that... uh, What was it? Oh, um, another thing about what was going on is the Wall Street Journal reported that AMC has actually hired lawyers to discuss restructuring. And the only time you do that is when your ass is bankrupt, sir, and you're ready to file that fucking bankruptcy. Yeah. The, 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 the bad news about this is, you know, the s- all bad news. S&P, which stands for strong penises, uh, s <laughs> and I don't know what it stands for, a sensual <laughs> penis. But, uh, but, they, but S&P said that it's possible that AMC will take incremental financing through the CARE Act which was approved by lawmakers and President Trump earlier this week, which is basically the uh, loan program that he's, you know, the, the uh, bailout money. Uh, they'll do that with incremental financing or with their loan, or with their uh, um, financers themselves, like the, the lenders. But even then, they won't have enough money to continue to sustain the theater. Like, you gotta, you got to remember this. Like, they have, they've literally lost a shit ton of money since these theaters have closed. And when they, if they were going to open up in mid-June, they're not going to have enough money to keep the doors open anyway. They're going to fall for bankruptcies, what S&P is saying. And at this point, they're going to be under restructuring. They said if they were able to show that they would make lucrative amounts of money once floods of people returned to the theaters in 2021, maybe they would improve their credit score. But right now, that's looking dim. And the main concern here is not just the fact that AMC is the biggest Of the movie theaters that are out there, but if they're struggling like this and they're already possibly looking at—I don't know if it's Chapter Seven. I think it's Chapter Seven bankruptcy. I'm not sure exactly how businesses Chapter Seven or Eleven. But if they're looking at that, a lot of the smaller theater groups, Seven Eleven, they're great. good slurpees, fantastic. Loving the bananas store. Uh, But if they're looking at that uh, specific situation, then a lot of the other smaller theaters that behind them are definitely fucking in trouble. So. You know that's pretty fucking like bad news. It's yes, uh, it's not like uh, it, it's doom and gloom. It's not uh, good. Not good. Get to the uh, it's not the <laughs> most amazing news that we
1: all want to hear. It's, they're looking at their bill statement like you are one ugly motherfucker.
0: <laughs> they just they would they would hope that Bruce Wayne would come in like Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne and like uh, <laughs> and he would like go in that little thing like the little Sphinx thing go... <laughs> 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 but anyway. Uh, yeah, it's doom and gloom. Yes, it and it's bad. It's terrible news, and we hope that maybe AMC can work something out. And now, when you go into bankruptcy, like they're thinking about doing and going to restructure, uh, it just means that you 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 say "fuck you, debtors." Fuck you, people that I owe money to. I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta bury my hand. I gotta figure some things out. And then I'm gonna come back up and I'm gonna be bigger, better, bolder, stronger
1: with steroids in me and I'm gonna take y'all on. Every time someone mentions bankruptcy to me, like my movie brain only goes to one thing and that is Warrior. I do. Well, I, he's sitting in the I thing he's that. like, I, I imagine the guy at AMC yeah. is sitting there and it, it is, it is, it is, his talent's yeah. telling him, he's like, we're gonna have to go into bankruptcy. <laughs> That's the only way to do this. And then, like, you know, Joel Edgerton's going, that's not the way we do. Yeah,
0: I like, though, yeah, because the, the, bank, the, way we the do banker things. was like, it's a viable option for all these, <laughs> these people today. So, I mean, you took out three mortgages on your on your uh, uh, suggestion. Uh, <laughs> well, but, yeah. but anyway, uh, so Potatoes. well, you know, that's that's you know, news that we had to bring you. We wanted to talk to you about mm-hmm. that. We don't know what that means, but it
1: could. It, it segues. It sounds fucking nasty. It sounds so nasty on the mountaintop of Creole Taga. But
0: that's the first thing I said when I saw Max's vagina. <laughs> Uh, but no no it's just, so angry no there was just a smell that came through like more comics <laughs> like finished them but good also mixed with bat
1: peppered with but that, it does segue into two news, to, to some stories. Yeah, and and this is why I say good, but peppered into bad news. And and, and, and the good thing is they were saying that they they think they can last to what September or whatever. No, or not not through June. So AMC originally said the guy came out and he was like he was like I think we're gonna open in June and people are gonna flock to the theaters, buddy Jesus style. Fucking goddamn Ronald Reagan looking motherfucker. He,
0: he's not like Jimmy Nixon or, <laughs> or,
1: or, or Nixon. He was like. I'm not a girl. <laughs> that, that will, uh, Jimmy Nixon. Will what was it we said in the live show? Richard. Like, I did not suck that dick. Uh, but that sounds like bad news. And it does. Uh, and one of the other things we're going to go into here is Candyman getting pushed back. Because Candyman, as we talked about in our several episodes talking about VOD and Halloween kills and what's going to happen, we mentioned that the the last bastion No candy right for no one? Of Switch to the Sweet. <laughs> no, motherfucker, you ain't paid your bills! Uh, Fuck y'all! But you better be showing that shit at Cabrini Green. <laughs> but that's a bubble shit. Uh, they uh, <laughs> some skills. <laughs> but they uh, so Candyman did get pushed back. And what we said in, our, in, in a couple of the last videos was that Candyman was the last horror movie on the slate. It's the last one holding the front line. And It was June twenty third, twenty sixth, something like that. It was it was late June mm. that it was supposed to come out. That was still holding strong on the schedule. Now they have announced that that's going to get pushed back. And it is a Universal film, who's also totally over the top in control of Blumhouse with Halloween Kills and stuff. But they pushed. Candyman, our last horror movie left on the schedule, back to September. But they also... Yeah, this year, September. Yeah, 25th, yeah. But they also pushed back A Quiet Place 2, which we knew they pushed back A Quiet Place 2, but they've announced a release date for it. It's just too damn quiet. No one saw it coming. Guess what that release date is? September. It's also September. So what this tells you... Wake me up when September's over. (laughs) (laughs) What this tells you is that... Movie theaters have honed and, and dude, everybody just did a gigantic reshuffling. Like yeah. oh, like Disney, all sorts of shit just got reshuffled. It's too much to explain. But all it reminds me of, remember when you were a kid and you had your you had your pages of sports cards set up. Mm-hmm. But then you would buy a new box of sports cards, and then you would sit there and you would have to take the good ones and put them in with the with the good cards in yeah. your sports collection. So you'd sit there for hours, like. Pulling pulling out cards and your pages and moving them around or whatever. And that's basically what movie studios are doing right now. They're sitting there and they're like, okay, it looks like September might be the earliest that we can really nail this thing. So they're moving everything around. They're reshuffling their sports cards around. So Candyman is now September. Quiet Place 2 is now September. Now that might seem like awful news, but taking it with a positive edge, it means that October is still viable for sure. It, mm-hmm. it, it, worst case scenario what everybody's looking at and these people are in the know a little bit more than we are with their finances with what's going on in the world. They know a little bit more than <clears> we do <throat> and they're banking right now it seems like on September being the time that we're going to be full go and we're going to be able to do this thing. Now that could change cuz nobody knows what the fuck is going to go on with the but The uh, what they? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows, but it looks like September, so we still have September on the schedule. It could happen, and that makes Halloween Kill safe where it is, because as we mentioned before, we won't go back into that discussion again, but Halloween Kills is a movie that wants to release in October because obviously it's Halloween, and we'll see what happens with that, but we're still good for Halloween. Well, yeah, look, despite we'll see what happens. <laughs> Shake that dick. That's the
0: size of the dick that Mike usually takes in his mouth. thats that Uh But no, uh... The Tom Hanks disease that's going around. Uh, yeah, they, they are hopeful that in September things might be well and things might be okay. The problem is, and I, I don't want to be a negative Nancy a sucking on a negative cow dick, but I will say you gotta you gotta go in, in a little bit realist because the fact that they think S and P analysts have, have said, and that's how they predict how the, the you know the, the financial security of these companies are gonna be, is by, based on you know the pandemic that's going around. That if the peak hits between June and August, is what a lot of government agencies are saying it's going to, you know, so we, you know, whatever that means. Um, if you're going to say that the next month, that everything's going to be hunky dory and everybody's going to run out of their house into the sun with their butt cheeks flying in the air and be like, look at me, I'm here, I'm here, it's not going to happen, I don't think. I do disagree now, with that point. I, because- I, well, let, me, let me get. So, what I was going to say, the reason why it's just because the height of the pandemic will reach the maybe the zenith in August. That doesn't mean everything is going to be okay right away. Like there, there's clean. Because what if we didn't? You know, if there's no inoculation at that point, if there's no, there's no medicines. I think people are, are going to be. There's going to be a, quite a few people that are interested in going to see uh, films again, and definitely want to get out of their house and go to the restaurants and drink beer and do, uh, you know, jello shots, office, office, office strippers, yeah, yeah, titties. But our usual th- weekends. But the, but the truth of the matter is. I think a quiet place too and what they were saying that it was on slate to make 60 million you're fucking talking out the side of your asshole. Because if that was going to be $60 million your opening weekend, motherfucker, you're not going to see $30 million on an opening weekend. Because people are still going to be afraid right away to go out. And that that speculation that you think you're going to get $60 million on your opening weekend, if everything is at the worst in August, you're not going to get your $60 million. Well, that,
1: there's two things about that, though. Well, what, they're, what they've are what they been saying is that everything's going to be the worst in the next two weeks. Like They think it's going to reach its peak in the next two weeks. Yeah. Now, movie theaters are pushing their shit out till september but that doesn't mean that they're thinking it's going to be the worst in august so that actually if if what they're saying in the world and who the fuck knows right now because nobody the fuck knows right now yeah. but if they're saying it's going to be because they even said the surgeon general said like the next two weeks are gonna be fucking rough it's mm-hmm. gonna be bad but if after that if everything goes well and things start to go slow down and things start to open back up after that like i think it's like the, they moved it to like may 1st yeah they moved may. It to may 1st yeah. uh the next deadline that we're going to look at but you know so that doesn't put it in August. That puts it a couple months before these movies are going to release. So they so one They gave themselves a little bit of a space there, mm. which is good and that's smart. But two, the thing that the reason I disagree with you about that is because you I You always disagree with me. I you can't cox-smoker. help it. I'm a woman and I mean business. I knew you all your period. Girls just want to have fun. But listen. Just one of them days. When (laughs) the first movie, like you, so we we have, we have altered views about this. uh, And I think it's interesting to talk about because when movie theaters open up and you've got your first big release that opens up to the public after it's over with. And it opens back up You can call it the time I don't (laughs) think I like going I love it But I don't think That people are going to Shy away from it I actually think And even those that do Shy away from it I think that's going to be Replenished by the people Like I can go to the Fucking movies again Yeah. And you're going to have All these people Who have been locked Inside their fucking houses Who are going stir crazy And are just waiting For the moment To get the fuck out I think the box office Is going to be higher Than it would have been Beforehand I actually think They'll make more Than their previous projections Depending on when it lands Because people are going To get so excited That they can go out To a movie theater again and that it's okay to go out and go shopping or go go to the bars or go to whatever. I think movie theaters go right to that. And we've always said this, like, oh, this sucks right now and it does suck right now and it's all weird and it's all scary, but when it's all opened up and everything opens up again and everybody's out, it's going to be a fucking party. I, and I think movie theaters are going to be the same way. You got some spunk funk and I
0: like the optimism, but at the same time, is it displaced? No, it's not. I really hope I look, I'm not like on the bandwagon of wanting theaters to die and not have these movies come out this year. Absolutely not. I'm just wanting to be real about it and also like kind of halt my my enthusiasm of everything going back to normal right away cuz I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I mean the long like these stupid fuckers that are still going out and they're not they're not practicing social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> like him and I, but we're not going to, like, you know, Kroger or Walmart and shit and act like fucking moron monkeys that are jumping from uh, banana tree to banana tree and butt-fucking the uh, back the head of people waiting in line. We're not doing that, but everybody's still doing that. So the idea of, like, oh, everybody's going to go want to get out and they can finally go shop, they're already doing that. They're not following protocols. They're not doing what they should be doing anyway. So at this point, it's spreading and it's getting worse. I'm just saying that by time September rolls around, and, and obviously, we've got the, the in October, the big one, Halloween kills for all of us Halloween fans, right? I think that there's two things working against us: is the fact that people are stupid. And they're not following protocols, so this thing is spreading at a rapid race. That's why the government agencies are saying that they think it's going to be bad between June and August when summer heats up and people are going to want to go outside. See, I haven't but, heard that, though. I haven't heard between June and August is going to be No, bad. no, I've, heard, uh, I've even heard as far as 18 months. Like, I mean, there,
1: there are... worst like, case scenario, but nobody said it's going to be horrible in June and August. No, 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 there's, but this is what the report was that it was
0: about the AMC, and this is what S&P were using as their... Their projections for AMC theaters. Mm. Now, from that, if you're going from that, then what AMC is also facing is the facts of bankruptcy. So you're talking about the largest theater chain out there, like over 6,500 theaters across the nation, closing their door under bankruptcy by July... And not having any money,
1: bankruptcy doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be closing their doors. Though they're going to be using bankruptcy to keep the doors now, open. No, uh, the restructuring too. with the lawyers—that's what the Wall Street Journal said. But that also
0: means yeah. they can't take on any kind of money because they don't have the money to pay the fucking uh, the, big, the productions. Dude, you
1: never know with big business—they can survive. This no, uh, well, the, no, the thing. point
0: is—is is if you're bankrupt, you can't take money from people that you don't have money to give. Like so, if if, if like Blumhouse or Disney said, "Hey, l- uh, you know, buy us, buy some shit from us," and like, we ain't got the money—I've been sucking dick all day and only made twenty-five cents—they don't have the money. That that's the situation that we're in right now. Now, on, on the other hand, it could be uh, you know, just a very bleak outlook, and it might not happen. And maybe in the next two to three weeks or four weeks, things will get a lot better. Uh, people will stop being stupid. We'll let this thing pass. And, and maybe at that point, a vaccine will come out or, or, or like a medicine. Who knows? how the future is shaped. I mean, only Yoda knows. But at this point, I... It's shaped like a dick! It is. It's a big old stick. But at this point, I'm just saying, I, I, I just think that the projections and the reasoning behind pushing back certain movies... Like, I love A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place was a great fucking film. It really was. But if I were them, what I would do... And even though it was on track... To make sixty million dollars, dude, it's not the same world you're living in anymore. It might have been on track prior or pre uh, Tom Hanks disease, and now it's not the situation. Just say prior whore. Well, well, I like to say pre. Prior whore, I, I, prior I, I like, whore. I like to say pre because that's what I do all the time in bed. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, but yeah. yeah so, it, like that might have been the situation a few months back. That's not the situation anymore. You guys are not going to make the sixty million dollars that you want, and I really do hope that people flood the theaters again because they'll need the money. They'll need your help. But I said, at the same time, I think people are going to be very scared. It's going to be one of those things that people are going to be very timid to come out of their home and go into a packed auditorium of 50 strangers and breathe the same fucking air while they're coughing. People are doing it right now. I know. Well, they're I mean, doing and they're doing it for like toilet paper. Unsanctioned.
1: And, like, they're, they're stupid.
0: And but this is a different thing where you're sitting for two hours
1: in a theater, you know, like this to somebody, and, and when and, like, the government And the businesses come out and tell you it's okay to do that. You think they're, they're doing it now? You think they're not going to do it then? It's going to be a fucking shit show. Not. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. When everything opens back. Back up, you yeah. uh, Obviously, we have completely different perspectives on this, but I think when everything opens back up, we're going to be annoyed at how hard it is to go to the gym because everyone's going to be at the gym. Yeah. We're going to be annoyed at how hard it is to get a seat in the movie ticket because everyone's going to fucking be there. Whether that's good or bad for the whole state of the nation, I don't know. we are for a couple fucking dicks on YouTube, but I'm just saying. I think when they open this shit back up, people are going to flock because they missed that shit. It's been months by that point. By September, it's going to be months until we're able to go sit in the movie theater again. And, and dude, if they tell us that it's okay to and we go do that shit, I think people will. Yeah. I think they'll wash their hands more. I think they'll be more careful of their surroundings. Smack an old fucking person by their coughs on them and be like, But dude, when "Get they, off me!" When they, I think it's gonna fucking skyrocket.
0: I don't know. Well, then we are completely on the opposite end of the spectrum. We still love each other and have sex with one another sometimes, but you know we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. But I think it's not gonna be that way. I, I do think the PTSD. This is good. I like this. Like you need to have the contrasting black and white. And I need Superman. I need Batman in the dark. You need this black and white kind of version because Mike's hope, hopeful. And optimistic that things will go back to normal rapidly and people will be overselling movie theaters or, or like b- booking up gyms and, and movie theaters and restaurants and it's gonna be crazy and it's gonna be a good times, so it's gonna be the swinging 20s. Woo! Bring your titties out. But I'm also looking at more of Gotham City, fucking before Batman. Gotham City! Oh yeah! City of justice, city of peace, city of peace. For every, every one more. of us, I think it's going to be a while before we see any kind of significant influx of people going back to the movie theaters. The gym might be different because there's going to be a lot of fatsoes walking around like hippos, and be like I need it. This guy, uh, <laughs> because everybody right now is like getting ready to get belly bumps when they see each other outside the house. They're like all I've done is drink and eat chicken but, wings. But you know that's okay. You got to do what you got to do. But either way, I think you're going to see more of an influx, possibly there. But movie theaters, I think movie theaters will honestly be, uh, even though it's one of the nation's most like beloved like entertainment industries they have you'll see them on the bottom tier of what people like they want their sporting events back they want baseball they want basketball they want fucking football back they want you know all that shit they want their dining restaurant experiences back I think the movie theaters aren't necessarily going to be dead I don't but I think that it's it's, it's troubling news to know that AMC is suffering like it is right now and then when you open up the businesses again and people are still nervous and timid to go in yeah. from there, I, I think that the, the movie theater stuff isn't going to be low, especially when people now where they've been in their house in quarantine and they've had to watch things that are on TV or are on demand, they've gotten used to that now. But they also want to get the fuck out of there. They do. No, but if, if the options available now, if they're like, yeah, we well, can go see a movie theater, and, you know, and that's great and good, but I mean, I'm mean, i still kind of nervous to sit next to mine for like hours. What do you think hours. is
1: going to happen? The first day quarantine opens up, and, and the first day movie theaters open up, and, and, and a couple that has been sitting in their house with their kids for, for two months or whatever it is, and they go, what do you want to do tonight? Do you want to sit in home and watch Tiger King again? Yeah. Or do you sure. want to fucking go out and, and, and get drunk and, and sit in a movie theater? I mean, uh, you want that, walk that- for
0: fucking Carol Baskins, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't, mean, I'm not, yeah, and that's fine, but not everybody has kids. And there's a lot of Americans out there that don't have kids. Like husbands and wives aren't wanting to kill. I each don't know, each other right but now? either way, but you got to look at it in that kind of way yeah. too. Uh, it, either way, it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds in the next few months. I mean, it could be pessimistic, it could be optimistic. Me and Mike are hopeful. How about that? Yeah. We're hopeful. We're just laying
1: out two different sides of the coin. <laughs> We're like two faced motherfuckers. You flip it, you get one or the other. Okay. <laughs> and to leave it on a positive note, to leave the whole thing on a positive note, September seems like the goal. It looks like the goal. There they put Quiet Place there They put Candyman there Not only is September Set up If everything yeah. goes well To be an awesome Month of horror At the movie theater Again Where we can reclaim Glory in the name Of Satan our Dark Lord From the fucking mountain butts. God damn or, I didn't know you were Going to bring up Your mantra
0: that you Say every morning In the mirror
1: <laughs> But uh, That's what I do When I shake <laughs> uh, But That also That's how what, We, I how we still say it That's still <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll, right uh, we'll, we'll
0: we'll have some more news coming at you soon. More, what are your more, uh, more uh, bright news. Uh, this was it. It was mixed in. We it was like having tea. It's hot and cold and just right. Okay, have some crumpets. Hold your asses, and we're coming back like a normal poop. But you
1: get a lot of diarrhea.
0: At the yeah, end. you got you got to have the pain with the good.
1: It's okay though. You're safe.
0: Yes. Power that Michael does not have because his Viagra wore out. Well, with myself situated, here? off. Your fingers smell like earwax. Stop it. Michael, you are never playing Street Fighter
1: ever again. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter
0: Pounder with Cheese. Or filet fish. You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's, because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory Filet-O-Fish. Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular
1: price. You gotta get out of my seat. Get out of my seat, Thor.
0: You will stay with me clean. You gotta
1: get out of my seat. Come on. Come here. You know, I'll, fine, I'll give you a piece of chicken. <laughs> I get what I want. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, now he's coming.
0: That's what I want.
1: That's what I want. You want some steak? Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, you
0: want some steak, don't you? <laughs> Do you not want to pick him up?
1: Move him? <laughs> you coward! Like, dude, whenever you give him a treat, he looks back at you. He's like, like he'll take it. And then before he walks away, he'll go... Dude, I think that, I, I think it's all big
0: dog like that's what Buster does. I like, give him a bone, he, he goes. <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: it's like a, it's like a agreement res- between men. It's like respect. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so continuing our movie news, killer clowns from outer space, we Ooh. have a future in the darkness. Killer clowns from outer space. Do you have a freight gun
0: ray, Charles? You were blind, <laughs> but you could I don't know. Uh, killer clowns from outer space part. Two, yeah. it's possibly going to happen. Maybe one day MGM is talking with the brothers, or one the of the brothers, Clowns. of the creators of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The brothers. It's got some, uh, like, like it's cool, man, because it's like it's got some resurgence in it. Like, there was a lot of people that didn't, like, really care for it. I almost felt like MGM was like, yo, I married into it. <laughs> you, married you married into in. it. He's like, yeah, I got that shit. I don't really care about it. But I think that because people have been watching it on Netflix recently, and there's a lot of, like, a lot of uh, older fans like us that love it, and now it's having a kind of a resurgence. They're interested, or they're talking about maybe making it a TV show, or maybe even making a sequel with it, which is fucking great news. Yeah, That's
1: that's one of those movies that deserve a fucking sequel. It does, and they didn't mention specifically what they wanted to do with it yet. What he said was, he was like, well, before there was no interest in it, but now it's on streaming, it's on Netflix, it's been on Amazon Prime for a while, but now it's on Netflix as well, and apparently for a while, I guess they just had no interest in doing a sequel to it, but what they said was that there is interest from MGM now to do uh, something with it. I don't know if it's a sequel or a remake or whatever, but what the Kyoto Brothers said was, there was like we could do something, like we don't have to direct it, we could just produce it if they wanted to bring in a new filmmaker. What I found interesting about the whole thing was they said, and again this is when the blah blah blah, blah, blah wow. is over with, yeah. they said we'll look at it and see what happens. It's just called the pandemic. But what I, I, just, I like saying blah, blah 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 blah. But when it's pandemic, Pandemic. Panama. When it's over. <laughs> Uh, When it's over with, what I found interesting that they said was maybe they want to do something more modern with it, maybe actually make it scary. Like, and if you think about that, that's the most interesting thing about this whole thing. If they take the Killer Clowns from Out of Space story, right? Yeah. And, and the first one was dark comedy. It was it was satirical satirical, satirical. satirical, yeah. Satirical. And it was, you know, it was fun, but it, it was horror, but it was also But funny it's also satirical. And weird, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I can't ever do it right! It's satirical in the ancient hieroglyphs. <laughs> but uh, what would be really interesting, and I'm actually really down for this, because you've got the perfect dark comedy version of. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It exists. It's perfect. perfect. Uh, So if they took that with uh, the clown thing that happened a couple years ago where people were dressed as clowns coming out in the streets and all this crazy shit, shit that was going on. Yeah. They might have missed the opportunity on that. They they could have really probably banked on that shit. But could you imagine if they took that and I'll let the fridge open so it's beeping? And I'll get to that in a second. God damn it. Sheila. Engage. Uh, but. we attack from the Klingots. Could you imagine if they took that same story and they did a remake but they, they did dead serious See, and they made it scary as fuck? I, I, I don't want that. I do. No, I think that would be I, 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 feel like, I feel like the idea
0: of what Killer Clowns from Outer Space is, is it, it's, it's a black comedy, it's meant to be funny, it's meant to right. be visceral in its own way, and that's actually what they said. They said that a lot of fans have come out with their own versions of it, or they've talked with people, they have a lot more visceral ideas, things that they would go further than they ever would, would even imagine, but they wanted to make fun of it, and not make fun of it on purpose, just because the material itself lends itself to be a comedy, a black comedy. I think what I would rather have them do is, is either, because these guys seem great, like the guys, that the brothers seem awesome, because they're not, like, overly ownership of their shit. They know it's, like, they know that the fans are the reason why it's buoyed for so long and that they loved it, and MGM pretty much, like, treated it like a redhead stepchild and fuck you. But they know that, and they realize that, and they want to work with other creators to maybe bring a new vision to it, but I think that ultimately what they want to do is to keep it intact, the core of it. And that would appease the other fans, or, or the, the the fans of the original, but maybe bring a different kind of spin to it. If you bring too serious of a, of a movie with it, the, the movie itself is so fucking, like, goofy and weird. It's got some gore in it, not much, but it's got some weirdness. If you put too much serious in it, like, what I would feel, and I know it's popular, and I know people fucking love it, and like, oh, let, let me fuck the dick, of Teen Wolf on MTV, I was not a fan of it, because I like Teen Wolf with uh, Michael J. Fox, like the old-school Teen Wolf when the movie came out, because it was a lighthearted kind of war- werewolf movie. It was kind of, you know, family fun, whatever, and a comedy. And then they took Teen Wolf on MTV, and they made it serious and dark, and it was like fucking, you know, sparkly teenagers, but they had, you know, pubic hair all over their face because they're werewolves. But I would rather not see that happen with something like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, part two. What I'd rather see them do is keep it intact as far as like have the black comedy part of it in the core and then have some visceral kills and shit. Make it scary. Yeah, absolutely. Make it fucking in- like intimidating. Make some atmospheric moments, but keep it generally core level like funny, like uh, have maybe a main character. If you're gonna do a TV show, maybe a couple of main characters, like the the goofy fucking
1: like people that did the ice cream shit. Have those be the uh, the protagonists in it. I think I think you can always have a little bit of black comedy in there. I think that's fine, even if you have a really scary movie. But I I, I just I can't help but think like 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 I said before, like the movie's so weird and out there and it's original as fuck mm-hmm. and it's its own thing. Like there, I don't think you, I don't think there is a single movie in the world. That feels like Killer Clowns from Outer Space oh, that's does. Good. So you have that there. It's like the argument: like, why remake them? Good. Why? Why are people remaking good movies? Remake bad movies and take what sucked and erase it, and take what's good and make that good, uh, or, or, or leave that part alone. With Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the dark comedy, all that shit, they did it perfectly. Yeah. But it was also at a cerebral level, scary as fuck. Like when you're just sitting back and looking at it, like even though they're joking and this is fun, I'm still scared of it. It's freaky. It's fucking weird. It's Freaky. Yeah. So I say. You already have the perfect comedy version of it. Now take it and make a fucking dark-ass, scary fucking version of it, and I think you could blow people's goddamn minds. I mean, I, I would do that if it, if, if I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it would corrupt... Fuck me up, Charles! It would
0: just, be. it would just, it would corrupt up, corrupt up. The, it, would, it would make, it would corrupt the main, the main idea of the movie itself anyway. The reason why that movie did so well, I think, in the 80s was because it had, like, such a tongue-in-cheek... Thing going on with it, and would that do so well today? Though, yeah, I think he would, and I think that it's sorely missed. But what's I think the there's point? a lot. Of, I, I mean, it's when's the last there. time? I mean, I, well, no, I mean, I'm saying because if you're gonna, because they're not talking about they talk about remaking it. But possibly they want to do a sequel to it or a TV show, but keep it what it was at its core. A lot, I think it's sorely missed in today's market. Like there's not a lot of movies like that. Like your next was close. Like it had a black comedy kind of feel going through it, but and things you, like
1: that. How do you get the mainstream audience to go to the theater? Comedies because people. Are dead.
0: Because what I think, yeah, that's true. But I think that because it's going to have, it's still going to be horror. It's going to be horror comedy. I think people would be lured in by that. Shaun of the Dead is a perfect example of that. Shaun of the yeah. Dead was a horror comedy. It was funny and it was great it had a good bonding friendship thing going
1: on and it also had like uh, horror elements to it as well great makeup effects and and cool death scenes but could you imagine like a a, a marketing a a marketing thing like and Shot of the Dead I don't know how good it did at the box office it feels like one of those movies that probably did better on home video but like from a marketing standpoint if you own this property if you're MGM who's just who they're talking to about it and you go what if we promote this movie as dark and scary as fuck and it's a clown movie and it's an IP that people know and it'll get people to go and buy the shit from the movie and all that shit like that, but you you promote it, and the trailers are dark, and they're fucking freaky, and they're scary, and you've got these clowns. I mean, honestly, you could take that movie and take a couple things out of it, and 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 change up a few things, then you could make that movie really scary. Yeah, but and
0: I, I just don't I don't see the point of doing that because, in the because I think the reason again why it was so popular was because of the the comedy in it, and I think that if you make it scary and and dark, and like you know, and like the only time I want my my darkness is on my toast. But no, but you know, DC, I like DC, like my comic book movies be a little bit more edgier, a little more grittier. That's okay. And I don't mind that. But uh, when movies like this come around, like that were already established in the late 80s as a, as a black comedy kind of film, and then you're trying to remake it to make it something... I don't know, more visceral and evil.
1: I I would rather have a soul sister to it, though. Like, I'd rather have a soul sister... Oh, what are you, train have the fucking... (laughs) Are you the group train? Uh, 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 Hey, soul sister. A a sequel in in nature. Like, I would much rather have the irreverent, funny, wacky, fucking weird Killer Clowns from Outer Space movie and then have a remake that is fucking dark and scary as fuck and they could almost, like I said, be soul sisters to that Then have someone do a a fucking... Try to remake the first movie and it just not have the same punch to it. Honestly, I don't even know... You know, at this point... I think that what they should probably move forward with
0: is not even a remake. I think that you should either move with a sequel with the brothers writing the sequel or do a TV show. Fuck the remake and fuck the remake fucking if you, nation.
1: If you do a sequel, it's going to feel like a remake at this point. Either No, it won't. If you get the guys it's, that How it, many years later, yeah. we're trying to do this again. It's going to. It's feel not going to be the like same thing. Those
0: guys because at the end of the movie, the killer clowns, they went back to their fucking
1: oh, planet But or can you tell me that you're honestly more interested in the story of the characters and where they I, went from there than you are in just the whole irreverence and craziness no, of it? I, 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 no, I liked the story. I thought it was a good fucking weird. That's what I'm saying. The story, the idea of it, the feel of it is what you want. Yeah, but, but I don't care. You're if not it, gonna get a sequel for those characters. But I don't care if it's. it's go- I don't care if
0: it's goddamn Nosferatu fucking scary. Like, I mean, what I would rather get, like. Dust Till Dawn is a perfect example. Another one of horror comedy, in my opinion. Uh, it had good visceral kills in it and it had a badass action sequences, but it would also be considered, to me, black comedy as well. And I think that you could maybe in, like inject that into something. But like it's a Taylor. total different kind of black comedy. No, it's. Uh, but the point, is, black comedy itself is subjective, and that's understood. But at the same time, it's a genre of certain movies that are relying on that. That. That core elements, but having comedy throughout. Okay,
1: so if you take it and you make it like an art the Clown situation, where it's like Terrifier. Well, that's not that deep. Not not that deep. But if you make it like a Terrifier, but you have moments of comedy in it, but at the forefront, it's meant to scare, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I
0: meant. I meant, like, I'm not saying, like, I wouldn't want it to be atmospheric and scary with some cool-ass effects and practical effects. Hopefully, we fucking get that, brothers. But, uh... The oh, what? Fight him Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and do your steroids. What? That wasn't part of Hulk Hogan's speech, <laughs> but he did do it. But anyway, no, uh, I, I'm saying I would like to see all of the horror tropes in it as well. Like, a cool atmosphere, scary stuff, intimidating, uh, on-the-edge-of-your-seat kind of moments... But then, at the same time, maybe even having the protagonists, like I said, the two uh, uh, ice cream truck delivery brothers in the original movie, being the guys, you know, like Shaun of the Dead guys. They're they're in the world where it's fucking crazy, weird, and scary things. Oh, like uh, Odd Thomas with Anton Yelchin. That, that was a great fucking movie. That's on Netflix. Oh, God, I not call that a great movie. I liked it, dude. I loved it a lot. I liked it. Odd Thomas, but movie. it felt like the same thing. Odd Thomas. There were some scary moments in the movie. There were some scary scares happening in the movie. But at the same, in the middle of it, it was a it was a dark comedy. Yeah or my my girlfriend's back or whatever with uh I don't know if that was uh Harry Potter or not but there was another movie that was kind of like the same thing where the guy's girlfriend comes back from the dead and gets fucking nastier and deceased yeah. and shit so but again I'm not against the idea of making killer clowns uh from outer space either the sequel the remake or a TV show more scary than the original one, I just don't want them to lose sight of what made that movie so popular. And that's, and, and what made it so popular when yeah. people remembered I see what was because saying. of that. I
1: see what you're saying. I just think that that movie exists and it's perfect as it is, so let's do something fucking weird with it and do something original rather than trying to recreate something that you can't really recreate. But, what do you guys think about that? Comment down below, which one of those versions of that movie do you want? I need to shut my fucking
0: fridge! I hope that, I hope they have Ronald McDonald throwing it, coming in there trying to give everybody goddamn Happy Meals and like farting on them or something. <laughs> I don't I don't know like because obviously you could disguise yourself as fucking Ronald McDonald coming in with like a happy meal and be like
1: oh you want the Happy
0: your <laughs> so you're not a power engine Michael if you had a power engine you would be a bitch hole so here we are once again doing an unboxing Michael where the fuck did you yes did you- Michael stabbed his vagina it's happened no babies for you ever
1: good <laughs> okay, so the next news story is uh, Creep 3. We, mm. A lot of us are wondering where the fuck Creep 3 is, because you remember the Mark Duplass, the Duplass Brothers, and Creep,
2: ah, uh, the Creep, ah. Uh. It
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> always gets me. <laughs> creep with fucking tubby time was scary as shit. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, creep 2 was pretty damn good, too. I, I enjoyed both of those movies. I think you did, too. I liked them both, yeah. Like both of them, but uh, when when uh, Bloody Disgusting came up with this article, and uh, I think it was uh, IndieWire asked Mark Duplass, who's an awesome fucking rad dude platypus they asked him what's the deal with creep 3 and he had this to say he said we almost uh we had to almost kill ourselves to make creep 2 as good as it was Mm. i appreciate how many people liked it but i do feel like it wasn't as good as it could have been if i'm being perfectly honest if we're going to make a third one it better be super inspired we're trying and we're putting effort into it but we're not good enough yet to make it worthwhile so we are struggling that's really it we've written it twice and neither of those stories are good enough so he sounds like you know what, I, I, like I,
0: that's weird. Like it almost sounds like he's a perfectionist, and he wants to make sure like everything like lines up, and all his p's and q's are in in the stew. I don't know if that's a saying, but I made it up. Uh, but it almost feels like if it was a Metallica song, like they they were doing Inner Sandman, and and motherfucking lead singer was like. I don't like it. It's like, what are you talking about? It's great. It's like, I don't like it. It's not good enough, motherfuckers. I need more bass. I need more power for my guitar rock. Stock. This is too stock. Shut up, Lars. I need a goddamn
1: rocket launcher. You're whore.
0: you know something like that, but sure, whore. I thought Creep Two was pretty good, um, but then again, you know, he is the the mastermind behind it, and he didn't like it, and and he had a, and they struggled. You can only imagine like how shitty that is. Like if, if you're trying to like you know basically burst your goddamn brain cells like you're you know smoking weed in the 80s and you know this is your brain on drugs frying pan and and now and it got released and you're like maybe just didn't have a good experience with making it because it took so long and it was so hard to make and you're probably not anxious to go to Creep Three even though and, and it seemed like he, he was appreciative of fans like he liked the fact that fans liked it but yeah the, you your personal experience in the in the whole fucking process was bad. And he's like, it's gotta be super inspired. It's almost like, and I fucking, I don't like the motherfucker, really. I mean, I I, I respect what he did, but Bill Murray, with the, with dragging his feet behind on Ghostbusters, with Dan Aykroyd and Hell Ramus when Hell Remus was still around, he was like, I just think it sucks. And they did, like, multiple scripts for him, they, they, they did rewrites, and, and always to Bill Murray, the standard wasn't there, so he kept going, nah, it's on my desk somewhere, I'll, you know, I gotta eat a Charmin fucking roll of toilet paper before I fucking read that, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get to it. But, it almost feels like Mark Duplass is, like, not interested. And, like, it, it's got to be one of those things where it, it's got to be the guy that played him to come in and he's like, dude, I
1: got this idea. And it's got to be, like, something that fucking, like, pumps yeah. him up makes him, like, sing, like, trumpets. What I think is this. I think that he's he's well-known in, like, the indie circuit of films. Like, like he does indie films and they're really good. Like, Blue Jay was a really good movie. He's done a lot of really slow-down indie films. Uh, like, almost like Jason Blum as an actor kind of thing. Like, he really likes to do indie shit and he, he really likes to make it count. Uh, and... You know, and this is the same guy that was in the league and shit like that. But what the way I take it is, is that he, at this point, when you got a guy who's an indie guy Mm -hmm. and he's making a third sequel to a film, those two ideas kind of clash. You know, I was like, I'm making a third horror sequel to a film. And I've got this credibility to where I make really good indie films. Do I really want to make uh, like uh, pump it out third film to a movie that 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 releases straight to Netflix? By the way, that doesn't go in theaters or whatever. Right? Do I think he's afraid to have like if I put out something there half-assed and it comes out and it's just a whatever? It's a shitty third film to a sequel. Then I think that he's I think he's cognizant of what that's going to make him look like, what that's going to make the movie look like. And just going based off what he says Is it, you know with the idea's not there And it's not that good And you're like Working and you're thinking I have to put my own money Into this I have to put a shitload Of time into right. this I have to get on camera And show my fucking dick At some point Like he literally did You know Swing it uh, around In the second one I have I to stretch crazy shit each take. I have to take I have to act in it Produce it, all this shit Like that I have to take myself To a different place And put out the special Performance for a movie That's not going to be That big anyways I'm not even going to Waste my time If it's not going to be Something special yeah. And I think when Creep Came out, it had this huge thing behind it, and a bunch of people were talking about it, and all this stuff. And then Creep 2 came out, and just because it's not, and they, and they should have both been theater releases. They were both good oh, yeah, enough to yeah. be theater Creep releases. Creep 1 definitely
0: should have been. I think what it ultimately boils down to is that Mark Duplass himself is not interested, really, at this point, to do a Creep 3, and people are still asking him, Where's Creep 3? because of the way Creep 2 ended and they were like, hey, it was a great movie, everybody loved it, but if he had such a bad experience making Creep 2, and they were they, they were pulling their fucking brain stems out just to even make that movie happen, yeah. and he didn't even like the end product, like, I would be hesitant myself. Like, yeah. as Mark Duplass, if it's your thing, like, if, if you made it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm glad people liked it, but I fucking, it was a goddamn nightmare, it was worse than getting married kind of experience for me, when I had to make the fucking movie, and when the final product came out, I still didn't like it. You know, I did good in bed, and I smoked a cigarette everywhere, but I know that she didn't leave with an orgasm. Them. Like kind of that mentality when you when yeah. you have that in your mind, like going back into that process yeah. and writing another script out and doing it, I mean I, I can't blame the guy for being like, hey man, it's gotta be super duper fucking inspired from Krypton's dick from Superman for me to even get back on board with this. If the
1: baby kicks alone, it'll kick through a fallopian tubes.
0: <laughs> That's some real knowledge for you. <laughs> but also, uh yeah, it, you know, and again, if crypt 3 doesn't happen It's shitty, but I'd rather you know, and I respect him for saying that. I'd rather it not come out if he's not willing to, you know, if if he's not feeling the juices flowing. Otherwise, if he was a piece of shit, he'd be like, "I can just write anything; these cocksuckers will eat it up." So I'm glad that he's like,
1: "You know what? If I if I come up with something, you'll hear from me soon. If not, you know, here's a cherry bomb." That's it, right there. I think this this whole article was his way of saying, "Look, uh, people are probably asking him about it quite a bit, and he's like." It's not there yet. If it gets there, we'll do it. But it's not in the cards in the short term. And I think it's one of those movies that like, I think he likes to surprise people with shit. So I think like... I want something new. Maybe 15 years down the line, he's sitting smoking his fucking pipe in his cottage and he goes, oh fuck, and there's it. And then you get a surprise drop of Creep 3 when nobody's even thinking about it. And then it brings this whole new generation into watching it. Right. That's probably what will happen. And you know what? That's the kind of thing that's probably for the best. So, What's the guy's name at the end of the pipe that he's smoking? Uh, I see what you
0: Terence? Terence, you minx it's you. Always Terrence. It's always a Terence. It's mm, always a Terence. Piece of shit. And that. What the fuck? Did Pennywise have a goddamn streamer concert in here? I'll make it. Now. Double quadruple chocolate! You will not have! That's for Mike and Jay. Not for you. You know what it does to your gastrointestines? You shit like a goddamn rabbit. What is in this? I'm opening it for Mike and Jay because they're not here. I don't care. I don't care. Now, Micah, where did they get this? Did you steal this, you brothers of fuck? Okay, guys, are you ready for a showdown in Little Tikio? Revenge
1: of the action movie, sluts! Morphin' time! Have you had Mountain Dew Zero? It's delicious. Give me some fucking money. Shitty sword!
0: <laughs> uh, Okay, guys, Uh, Revenge of the action movie... Is back here on this channel, and we're going to be talking about a little film, a little showdown in a place called Little, little Tokyo. Tokyo. <laughs> it's
1: all little. In California. Like my dick. That was sponsored by the Lego Corporation, because it's small and little. Dude, I've been telling Jay about this movie for so many years. I mean, like, dude, dude. the day I found out that you hadn't seen Showdown Little Tokyo, yeah. I shit my pants. I know. Dude, I was you gotta fucking watch it. It was weird. Back in the day when it came out, it came out in 1991. Uh,
0: I remember, like, the cover art. Like the, like, the cover art specifically. But I always passed it over. Like, I remember seeing it in Blockbuster or Hollywood Video wherever I was going. But I always passed it over. Never really got, you know... Because I like Dolph Lundgren. I like Dolph Lundgren. But what I remember Dolph Lundgren being in when I was a kid... He was in a lot of bad movies. Well, no, I liked him in Masters of the Universe. Yeah. And I liked him in Rocky Four, Universal Soldier. And Universal Soldier. But it wasn't really one of those movies... Like, I didn't really care about him being the action, you know, main star. Yeah. And then Brandon Lee, obviously... Like I knew it from Rapid Fire, which I fucking like. My brother and I rented that movie all the time, but I'd watched over and over again The Crow. So, Brandon Lee was The Crow, and so any other movie that he'd done prior to that, I really didn't care that much about it. But yeah, I'd seen it, and I was like, ah, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I got a gumball that's got a free movie on it. I'm not interested in wasting it on Those that Those the one. best times. But at the same time, having seen it now... God damn!
1: I want to bitch slap my old fat son. Hold you, man. So this this movie, and by the way, uh, it's directed by the same dude who directed Commando. Mm -hmm. But and it's another it's another story of Warner Brothers fucking up and not realizing what they had because he made the movie. I think it's Mark Lester Mm -hmm. made the movie, and he turned it in to Warner Brothers, and they hated it so fucking much that they literally disowned it. They, they brought in the same dude who came in to edit Out for Justice, who edited that down to a nub. Yeah. He edited this down to a fucking nub. It's only an hour and 19 minutes. Yeah, it's short like, as fuck. I was like, God, and is they, this a student film? They basically released it straight to home video, and I have no idea why, man, because this movie is... Now, it takes a lot from Lethal Weapon. I mean, it takes a lot from Lethal yeah. Weapon, and we'll get into exactly those points. But the whole story is, is that these two cops... Uh, they, they're both they they both have their ways. Like Brandon Lee's cop is like it's also Tango and Cash. It takes a lot yeah. from Tango and, Tango and Cash too. Brandon Lee is like he kind of dresses smooth, even though he looks like the fucking Joker. <laughs> He's a good He's looking, looking guy though. He's a good looking dude with his purple suit. God damn. They're both detectives. They're both cops. Uh, they they they're they're supposed to meet up at the same point at the same time. But when they meet up, these the the uh, what is it was the uh, yakuza? The yakuza is tearing up this old lady's shop. So. Dolph Lundgren comes up there like a fucking badass that he is and he starts beating these dudes ass but when Brandon Lee shows up he just sees Dolph Lundgren's character who's huge as fuck wearing the, like a, a leather jacket being a badass Dude, he assumes he's a bad guy too and when they meet they get in a fight the first time you meet your two heroes of the movie they get in a fist fight yeah. and it's like it's, de- it's de- down the middle even which I love I liked how uh, he was like you didn't hit me <laughs> Idiot. He's like, but if I did hit you, you'd be over. He's and like, he was like, I'm not arguing with And he was him. like, but you didn't.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just like, what happened? You thought you were he's like, hey, That upper body strength really slows you down, you piece of shit. <laughs> but no, you know what? Dolph Lundgren, back in the day when this movie was made, like, dude, he had a body type like fucking Arnold, and dude. Like, he looks good as fuck. Yeah. Least, and, and there's no wonder that they picked him for He Man. Like, it made sense. Like, he actually looked like He Man. But yeah. And his accent was good. Yeah, as yeah the, the, di- the, the dynamics between Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren, I believe it was Kenner. And Johnny. I think the, those were the two main characters' names. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was Johnny. I know it's Kenner with Dolph Lundgren. Maybe Johnny. But yeah, I, I felt like it wasn't just uh, lethal. It had a lot of lethal weapon and Tango and Cash, but it also felt very like the, the fact that Brandon Lee. Who's a Japanese American that doesn't give a shit about his roots at all, like doesn't care about where he comes from or his history. He knows very some Bruce he knows some kung fu shit, but he doesn't care. And then Dolph Lundgren, on on contrast was raised in Japan. He's an American born guy and he's very embracing of the of the culture of Japan. And a samurai. He, it even speaks it. Yeah, he even has a dress that he wears and fucks shit up. And that's <laughs> badass. But uh, I, I like that dynamic, and but it felt a lot like the fact it, it felt very much like Ethan Hawke and Denzel Washington in Training Day, years, decades before that movie Training Day ever came out. But the naivety and and the, the greenness of Brandon Lee uh, in this movie with the the more seasoned guy with the Dolph, uh, Dolph Lundgren yep. helping him along. I loved it, dude. and and the, and the fact that like their chemistry on screen was fucking great. It was top. It was great, dude. And, and for an hour and nineteen minute movie, you wanted more. And not to mention the fact, motherfuckers. Okay, let me come here. Let me learn you. Come here, okay? Goddamn. Tatsu, you go learn today. Tatsu from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was in this, along with Shao Kahn or not, not Shao Kahn, uh, Shang Tsung, and fucking Hondo. That fat, you know that fat yeah, guy, yeah. Hondo from Street Fighter. Yeah. You had three great, great guys. Yeah, it wasn't Hondo from Street Fighter, but he looked like Hondo. Yeah, but dude. Shane Sung is the main
1: bad guy. he's great. His soul is
0: mine. I cannot believe that Uh, that guy never got more roles. Because he's got the most evil fucking... Like, dude, there's one scene where he's butt-fucking a girl. He's getting ready to do, like, a doggy style. And he's like... (laughs) And and he (laughs) takes a samurai sword and he's like... Ugh, and he's grabbing her titties and shit. You're like, oh my god, he's, he's gonna get, he, he's gonna get that. Sa- oh, he's nasty in front of all his yakuza friends. He's real nasty. Behind the stock, <laughs> and, and he fucking takes the samurai sword. He gets this fucking evil look, like you know somebody just put a baked bean in his mashed potatoes. And he's like, you,
1: and you see her, fu- oh my god, dude. I'm like, wow. Yeah, the bad guys are fucking bad, and, and the bad guys are like I said, led by. The, I'm just gonna call him Shanks. I can't. It's it
0: Carrie something, but I don't
1: know. But when we, even when we watched that, he was like, what's that guy in? I was like Mortal Kombat she's like no it's got to be something more than that I'm like I, I know he should be in much more stuff Just much like Bolo Young from uh, Bloodsport and sure. stuff like that but yeah dude it's old school and it's a buddy action film at, at, at it's heart it's a buddy cop film at it's yeah. heart and it does that stuff really well the, the overlays that come into Lethal Weapon uh, are strong, and Tango and Cash, because like I said, for one, they're two cops that, that nobody else wants to work with, so they get shoved together, and, and but when they start to make their friendship, it's so, it's fast, and it's it's almost cheesy and corny, but you love that shit. Yeah. That's what we're here for, man. So We like, didn't have time for it, alright? Look, they're best friends, and they like to eat fucking sushi
0: off naked chicks. Like,
1: like two, second, like two uh, scenes into the movie, he's like, uh, because the whole story is Dolph Lundgren's character this uh, Shang Tsung's character killed his parents when he was younger, but when he was younger, it's almost like Ninja Turtles too. The, yeah. the story when he was younger, when he killed his parents, Dolph Lundgren as a kid was able to cut the dude's eye with a samurai sword. So now I will finish what I've begun with your ears. <laughs> <laughs> So he's been searching uh, this whole time. He's been a copy, He's been searching for this guy. So when he sees claw. his tattoos and he sees him. He gets fucking pissed and he starts shaking and he knows this because the guy's gonna kill. And that scene's badass too because he's holding the gun to his face and and uh, uh, Brandon Lee he's talking to all the Yakuza, he's like, he's like, he pulls out his badge, he's like, I am a cop, if you kill me, it is bad, it is not good, and they just continue to you hold You know what, that, that, reminded, like, me, that reminded me of something that
0: you and I would be into, like, you would probably get us in trouble, because you would think, like, don't, don't talk to me like that, and like, holding the gun <laughs> on the guy, and he's like, it's like I look, we're, we're, we don't know how to fight, and I've got a lot of asthma problems and you don't want to hurt me because I have asthma problems and he's definitely on, on, on the recovery from alcoholism and we don't want to fight each other because you can send us into a spiral
1: and then you'd be like, I just think that I might have put us in a
0: fucked situation. Like, it's like,
1: dude, <laughs> that that scene particularly, dude, it reminded me of me and you, the, the the times that I got really whiskey drunk and tried to start a fight with someone in a bar. <laughs> I literally thought, of the yeah, same and I, I have to go back you up, and I don't, I don't know
0: how to fight. I don't know how to fight. <laughs> like, I, I know, like, I know basics. I can go, you know, I can scare.
1: I'm, I can fucking do things like make it. That's what reminded me with because Rudolph just holding the gun to him, and like all these guns are pointing at him. He's like, once he snaps back into it, he's like. I might have just get to us in a real shitty situation. Yeah, and it's like, he fucking did. And then like, when he was outside, after that scene happened, he's like, "Because he you said be polite. That wasn't polite. <laughs> but then when they're fighting, that, that, that's when they start to like, bond. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah, it I love cool. that shit. Because so, they're sitting in the car after that scene, he's like, you almost got me fucking killed. And he's like, you know what? He's like, Dolph Lundgren's character's like, you know what? I'll, I'll tell the, the sergeant that, that this isn't working out. You need to be resigned. He's like, that's not good enough! <laughs> and he pulls over the car and he, he literally jumps over the hood. Like, he steps on the hood and jumps over. And he Pulls him out of the car and they get in this mel, uh, they get this rigs and Myrtle fight yeah. outside the car. He's like, "Tell me the story." He's like, "Cause you know what? I like you despite everything inside of me. I like you, and I don't want to see you hurt." Mm-hmm. So they go from this super macho thing to all of a sudden it's this touching moment where like two dudes bonding. I love that shit, man. It was it was great, and, and the fact that I also liked just. I,
0: it really was because I swear to God, I identified more with that Brandon Lee character in us. Because even like when they were riding together, he's like, "I wanted to work in Malibu," and then you'd be the prick that would fucking shatter my dreams. And he'd be like, "You can't work in Malibu." He's like, "Why not?" He said, "That's the sheriff's department, not LAPD." I was like, "Damn!" It's like really. I thought I could work there, but yeah, man. Like Brandon Lee. In this, he's he's so carefree and so fun and energetic, and he's got that smart-ass thing going for him. And Dolph Lundgren's got some smart-ass to him too, but he's got like a powerhouse fucking mentality. He's dead serious. He's like, uh, yeah, he's got, but it, that's what makes it funny. Like, I guess the fact that he's almost... uh Panhandle, Like, not panhandle. What the fuck? Deadpan. But, yeah, so, uh, but it's so, like, again, I just, the, the dynamic between the two characters, uh, Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren, are, is so great. And it, and it jumps off the film when you're watching it. And it gets you right into it. And you want to see what happens. And you want to see how, how it plays out. And then you got Tia Korea And you see her titties in this. My God. Holy shit. My God. I mean, I thought God Go was me. only in heaven. I thought God was only in heaven. By the way, they did the exact same thing. I have seen thing. the coming of the long- <laughs> but uh, the, I've been to the top of the mountain and it is good I, do. I did not expect Tia Korea's boobies to be out there <laughs> like they were and do you saw them yeah. and I'm like wow, no wonder
1: Wayne was <laughs> so into that shit. It's like, dream weeds. That's we, what I was going to huh? say. They literally had the exact same scene from Wayne's World, because uh, so they go to a club, and it's very, this This is one of those Tango and Cash moments. He's trying to investigate what's going on. They go to this dark dark club, the Red Dragon Brewery slash nightclub. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I'm going to make Red Dragon Brewery shirts, and we got to wear them. Well, I'm to sell I'll those shirts. shirts. Yeah. But they go to this nightclub, and it's very much Tango and Cash, because they see Tia Creera there singing, and basically it's the exact same scene when Brandon Lee sees her, because Brandon Lee sees her first, and he's like, oh, she's so Hot, uh, but she ends up banging Dolph Lundgren, and it's funny well, because he's got a great upper body. It's huge as fuck. But it's funny because when, when they actually end up sleeping together, like she just crawls in his room. And by the way, he's sleeping on a fucking sock puppet. I don't know why, but he's laying in there. They have sex, and uh, a couple scenes beforehand, they were in a, a hot tub. Uh, they were in a hot tub together. You saw her titties. The, you saw. You see. The, you yeah. saw the side tits. Yeah, they show it. But when she gets to the hot, I guess Brandon Lee was watching. And, uh, from, from the house, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, like w- w- so they get they save this girl from the yakuza or whatever, and they're trying to protect her. And while he's trying to kill the guy who killed his parents, but they're they're hold up in this house, and the yakuza shows up, and everybody shows up with all these guns, and it's this badass scene because uh, he walks in there and he just starts getting his ninja turtle shit together. He's like, "You take the shotgun, Brandon. I, all I need is my ninja shit." And then Brandon's like. If we die tonight, I just want you to let you know one thing. He was like, "You have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man." Yeah, it was true. <laughs> he, he, he probably had a giant one. I also like the that though. I'll, originally, he well, said, I didn't want to see it, but oh no! Originally, he said uh, uh, Warner Brothers cut that because originally he said, "You have the dick, biggest dick I've ever seen on a white man." No, oh. but they cut that part out because they found it whatever. Who cares?
0: But I also like the fact that Brandon Lee was like when he was like he's like, uh, "What's I can't remember Tia Korea's, uh character's name, whatever it was." He's like, "Where's she?" It's like, she's in my room, and then she's like. <laughs> See, I knew that was going to happen. He's like, I like how Dolph Lennon. He was like, she was frightened. <laughs> like, yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, I knew that was going to happen. I li- And then, you know, uh, he's like, well, I saw you get all naked in the hot tub. I would have gotten blind, too. But it, it, it was like, again, the dynamic. It was like brothers from a, uh, another mother and they bond in this movie, and it's so well done. And then at the very end, it, the, that's what I'm talking about. Like, motherfucking uh, Dolph Lennon shows up like Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's got full on samurai garb. To go, and I was like, "Look, everybody else is not dressed that way, Dolph. Okay, uh, you're talking about you're talking you're fighting traditional Japanese gang uh, gangsters, and you're dressed like a-, a samurai warrior from The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, like, and he's like he's got his <laughs> shit all like flowed
1: out and shit, and, and he looked kind of dumb. He looked cool though. He looked dumb but cool. He like he had like a sleeveless ski like on you know, and like the Karate Kid headband, and he's like in a shootout in the street. You don't know like, look like. Why did you dress like that today? He looked like if you had multi
0: uh, multiple millions of dollars in the bank and you invited a girl over, you would dress like that." <laughs> <laughs> That's how Steven Seagal I, yeah, Dresses when he has home He just hearts. has like, you know, Steven Seagal just wears That all the time When he goes out For the paper <laughs> <laughs> For Fuck the fucking paper But no it's like If you had girls come over be like right, Do want to see My Steven But no yeah uh, so, But they have this ultimate, like, cool-ass fucking shootout scene at the Red Dragon Brewery, uh, because also, you have to realize that Shang Tsung and, uh, Tatsu from Teenage Mutant Ninja I, can't, enunciate their names, guys, okay, like, the two main bad guys in this movie, I can't enunciate their names, so I'm just gonna call them Tatsu and Shang Tsung. They're also, uh, introducing ice to America, uh, meth and meth, and it, that was pretty weird, like, he was like, if this hits the street ice. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> I, like, I hope it doesn't hit the street. I know, and it was like 1991, and like, you know, goddamn, we live in Kentucky, and that shit's like standard barter for a fish. <laughs> but it's like, hey, I got some meth. Can, can I, I get, get some or salmon? Can, can I get a flounder? Got any of that ice? Hey, bitch, can I get some bread for some meth? But uh, I got that blue sky. But no, yeah, it was crazy to know, like, back in 91, that was like hot. Like, that was yeah. the hot item on the street, and they were, pre- they were trying to prevent the Yakuza from introducing that. To America. It's also really interesting to note that you could see why, even though that movie was such a letdown, and I really would, I I loved it, but I was like, God, it could have been so much more. 1990, The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. The way The Punisher, like, the way Dolph Lundgren played The Punisher, and the upper body, like, just how fucking big and ripped he was, and, like, Dude, God, that movie could have been so much more if they just had more time and effort with yeah. it. But either way, they knocked it out of the park with this one. This movie's fucking phenomenal. The ending is my favorite scene.
1: Yeah. The ending has got
0: to be the, the best. It,
1: they tie the whole thing together, and it was like it was a s- smushmortion of like all the fucking. It was like Bloodsport mixed with fucking Lethal Weapon. Lionheart. Mixed with Lionheart mixed with fucking Tango and Cash. Because even though all this buddy cop shit's happening, and these shootouts are happening, and the, and the Protect the Girl shit's happening, they even have the electrocution scene from Lethal Weapon. I love that and that. tango and cash where well, they're both next to each other and he's like he was like hey you're supposed to base this between frying episodes he's like the dolph lunch is like yeah you stupid fuck <laughs> <laughs> Shit was I like I remember
0: when they when they fought uh, when they fought the diaper dandies in the sauna oh and they had and they had
1: the diaper dandies
0: and I mean I thought about these were traditional fucking Japanese garb where the where the thong was right up the crack and oh, they yeah. could taste the crust lots of titties and butt yeah and, you know, and uh, he was fighting he was like uh how much he was like? Brandon was like, I always wanted a poor sick fat. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren <laughs> was like fat, <laughs> and, they, and they had this whole fucking fight sequence with like diaper dandy. He has to fight a sumo wrestler underwater that's with one, a knife. That's the one I was talking. About. He looked like Hondo from yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, but yeah, it was dude, a cool scene. It was great. Yeah, and, and so. You, you move forward uh, when uh, Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren are attacking the Red Dragon Brewery to finally bring down Shang Tsung and Tatsu's organization. They get in there, they start fucking shit up, it's badass, like uh, AK-47s, goddamn m sixteen shooting, all the early 90s, actually, can I get some stimulus package? Like, good <laughs> stuff that you like. And then, then you go, and it gets like, <laughs> I, I like Brandon Lee, too. <laughs> like, when he had that one-on-one with Tatsu, Uh, and he was like you have the right to remain silent you have the right to an attorney he's like you have the right to catch on fire (laughs) and he, he
1: killed his ass I thought that was so corny but so cool at the end, when he drops the lighter into the page, he's it like you fucking- have the right to remain dead. That was great, yeah. And then, oh,
0: remain dead—that's what it was. And then they go out in the streets, and then Dolph Lundgren has this one-on-one with Shang Tsung. And again, I, th- I again, I don't want to be disrespectful with the guy because the guy's awesome. Uh, they all were great in the film. I think it's Carrie Fukuhama, or something. I, I like—I'm I, fucking that name up, but it's, I know it's Carrie something. But that's the the, the villain in this movie. Uh, they had this one-on-one, and basically, Dolph Lundgren calls up for being a pussy and not using traditional weapons. It's just, like you shot me in the chest and I'm still walking around. And he's like, well, you a coward? And they have a samurai sword and they want to fight like
1: traditional yeah, samurai. Yeah, they just stumbled on top of like Little China's parade, so there's like all these samurai guys walking around. I love it. But it like yeah, you had an a lethal weapon, Tango and Cash movie, that lands in a lionheart blood sport format because they're in the middle of the street with all this the, the parade just stops and watches them fight, so and cool. they fight with samurai swords, so cool. and you get your final fight. But the only thing I actually didn't like about the movie, and we talk about how it ends in a second, but the only thing I didn't like about the movie is that I love Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren both so much, Yeah, but they kind of, like, it started out as equals, it started out as, like, a lethal weapon tango on cash, but they kind of decided to focus solely on Dolph Lundgren and make him a huge badass. Well, movie. And movie. Ner- yeah, but they nerfed Brandon Lee a little bit, so, like, at the end, like, Brandon Lee was basically the sidekick at that mm-hmm. point. So, the final part of the movie just focuses on Dolph versus this guy who's killed his parents. But the only thing I didn't like about the movie was that... Midway they kind of started to push Brandley aside a little bit And he was fucking awesome in this it movie was great. You could see the crow stuff coming through Like uh, yeah. dude it, it's mm. so fucking depressing I guess it's man. not just a good day to be a bad guy huh? It's so depressing He sounds dude. like Paul Walker dogs when you watch him talk like his diction is so good And he delivers yeah. every single line Whether it's comedy or serious Dick. or whatever <laughs> Diction, diction. He he's so he was such a good fucking actor, man. Dude. Dude, like he he would have had, dude. He would have been up there with Sean Claude. That's what, fucking all of them. That's so weird you bring that up because I was watching
0: it with my girlfriend uh, the ending uh, of it, uh, and I was like, dude, if he hadn't died, because The Crow was pretty much the Joker uh, Heath Ledger movie for him. If he hadn't died, that motherfucker would be a megastar. Yeah. Like, a megastar. That would have sent him to a stratosphere, and we would have got movies out of him, dude. like, nobody's business. He would have arrived there with Steven and Jean-Claude and yeah, all that. Yeah, and not just that, but I think that he would have had the versatility to go further. He had like, acted, he, and, and he was yeah. a good-looking guy, and, and he had, he, he seemed like he had a good head on his shoulders, and, like, and he came from that discipline of Bruce Lee. Like, I think he could have been, like, such an incredible fucking yeah. force of, of, of cinematic adventures for us all. The ending between the, the samurai showdown between Shang Tsung and Dolph Lundgren is fucking well done. It it looks cool. It's awesome, and uh, it, it's actually kind of scary and weird if you think about it, because you, the, you realize the fact that Brandon Lee died during the sword fight in The Crow, yeah. and during the the final climactic. Well, scene. it was the
1: bullet that got him, though.
0: No, 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 I know that, but but the final scene was going to be him fighting on a yeah. samurai sword, and they had to cut it short, and they had this, and he was a part of that movie. Either way, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about the Brandon Lee thing, and I don't want to get into all that. But either way. Uh, Man, it's a phenomenal movie, and I'm glad I got to watch it. I'm going to give the movie a 9.0. I fucking
1: love the shit out of this movie. I give it a 9.02. It's one of my favorite action movies of all time. I love the ties. It's it's some of the best worlds of... uh, And I think that Mark Lester, he got so fed up with this... When he directed this movie and Warner Brothers shit on it, he got so fed up with it that he stopped making big studio films and he started funding his own films, which is why I think that you don't see Mark Lester's name up there with like the John McTiernan's of the world, the Die Hard Predators, because he got fed up with it. And I agree with him, man. Don't you name drop me, you little silly (laughs) bastard. This was a movie that could have been fucking huge in its time and I don't know why it wasn't. But uh, I love them both very much. Well, you gotta remember,
0: when it came out, it was probably competing with like Jean-Claude Fucking but hyped. it was right Dude it should have been yeah, Right but in dude, there
1: I mean you got You got Jean-Claude Van Damme The yeah.
0: superstar and, had, and
1: you got Arnold Schwarzenegger You got Sylvester Stallone And had Brandon Lee's star Ascended to the place It should have This movie might be One of those cult classes That we revert back to Like Bloodsport yeah. and, and Stuff like that But either way I think that uh, Yeah there's the, the the tango and cash tie-ins When they, when they when they take a giant vehicle And they break in uh, But uh, and, and again There's problems with the movie too like, That's why it's a 9 out of 10 It's t- Because like the entire Fucking movie At any point They could have just been like Let's call back up, but they never did. Yeah, and, and at one point, Dolph Lundgren jumps 17 feet in the air to jump a car. There's some dumb have shit. Have you seen the? Have you seen his legs? It's fucking huge. They're huge. There's some dumb shit in the movie. Don't get me wrong. It's not perfect, but it's it's a fun, lovable, not perfect, wild, fucking, charismatic movie. But I love the scene at the end of that like two scenes later they're arguing he's like but if we do this we're gonna do it right and we're gonna do it from the start to the finish and then when we're done we're gonna go back to that sushi restaurant and we're gonna eat we're gonna eat raw fish off those naked chicks I and they're that. like
0: yeah I, and then they <laughs> so even do like they do the high five thing, which is great <laughs> and, like I also like I like the fact that when he got mad too when, when that whole situation happened when he got out of the driver's side he was like alright listen to me you Zen master samurai fucking asshole <laughs> like, it, was so, it was so good man
1: uh, again you and but, I've had so many fights just like that.
0: Yeah, the relationship was was <laughs> perfectly built, and it was it was nostalgic as fuck. And like that's how like I don't know for me anyway. I wish to God there'd be a director out there or or, or a screenwriter or a producer that'd be like, you know what? I want to bring that back. I want to bring that magic back and those action movies back where it was just like it was wholesome. There wasn't no, there, there was no sexual innuendo. We're not trying to do a political fucking movie here. There's no SJW shit going on. It's just a straight up fucking action movie with buddy cop kind of feels going out throughout. And and let's have a good time. But unfortunately, we probably never get that again. But check this movie out if you've never seen yeah. it. It was fucking awesome.
1: Showdown in Little Tokyo.
0: Watch it, you motherfuckers. Michael, you can't look at this one. There's another coffee mug. You can't look at this one. I don't want to get the wrong impression. You're not allowed to look. Look that way at the wall again for 15 years. Look that way. You see what it says? You see? You see? Apparently they, they are still doing pretty well. They have coffee mugs. So, Michael,
1: you've got to work on your guts. All right, moving on with the reviews that another Patreon has here. Yeah. Preston. You're an awesome fucking dude, Preston. Preston. Thank you for being our friend and our Patreon. And again, guys, we have a thing where weekly we pick a new Patreon and we let them pick one of the reviews we do with the week. But that only if we like you. Link is down below. If you only want to get involved like with the nakedness of the night, I'm kidding. Pieces, grindhouse film <sighs> of the eighties. Pieces cut my
0: life into pieces. (laughs) This is my last shinsaw. Seventy-seven.
1: Can't take it. Could I put a sweeter in my mouth? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) caking. You know what the fuck you're in for when the second piece starts off. There's this little. (laughs) <laughs> There's a little fucking kid in his room and he's just sitting there being a good kid. But then the camera pans out and he realizes he's putting together a puzzle of this naked chick with and that girl good. Then everything. And then his mom walks oh, in. All half high? His, half high. His mom walks in and she's like, what is this nasty shit? And she's like, you're just like your father with this fucking porn. And the kid's like 10 years old. And she's yeah. like, you disgust me. She's like, go and get me a trash bag. I'm going to burn it all. I feel like I'm going to end this now. I feel
0: like if, if it was the day they would have so, pieces, I, I hear them. <laughs>
1: and when they, when they fall, I follow. And she's like hardcore, at him. She's like, you yeah. disgust me, you piece of shit. And at first, she kind of turned me on a little bit. She's kind of she hot. She's hot, yeah. It, it yeah. me I was like, why don't you talk to me like that in the bedroom? They had a hot mob. And all of a sudden, the camera pans back, and the kid's sitting there holding an axe, and he, <laughs> he hits her with the axe. But it's so bad, because when he hits her with the axe, it doesn't go into her skull. It just bounces off. It's like... <laughs> she, had a, she had a thick skull. <laughs> what a hard head. <laughs> so, the kid kills his mom with an axe, and and then the, the, the cops show up with their fucking mustache. Just like, let's go upstairs and do investigate. Not, I was like, do not pass, go.
0: Do not collect $200.
1: Like He had the same fucking mustachio. Look, the fucking black caterpillar. <laughs> the fucking black caterpillar.
0: Dangerous and venomous.
1: They go upstairs and investigate, and the, and the kid's mom's head is, her head is over here, her legs were over there. His head's in a closet, the mom's head's in a closet, and the kid's in another room was like, where's my mom? With no fucking love! And they're like, oh god I'm cleaning out my closet <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stare at my headphones That was three, there will not be a fourth <laughs> But then they go, it moves on to the future And there's this college And uh, there's just a cheerleader out in the field Like, oh, I'm a cheerleader And this dude just picks up a fucking chainsaw And just like, it's nothing they have Super Sand Chainsaws. He cuts her fucking head off, and she's laying there, and it's nasty that was looking, a cool it's like effect, a turkey it was cool. Yeah, it looked fucking yeah, it awesome. Looked awesome. And, and that guy, uh, they also like the, the camera focuses
0: on on the gardener or the maintenance worker. And I think <laughs> I think that's the cocksucker from the Popeye movie. Like, uh, what's the bad guy in, 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 in that, that goes after Popeye in olive oil?
1: I thought he's in Baloo. Uh, no, what I thought, I thought he looked, I thought he looked just like Popeye. He looks like Kevin James playing Popeye. He's in the whole movie, and it's this this big gardener. Dude, who's like chainsawing trees outside? But the whole movie, he's like got one eye closed. And he's like yeah. every time he shows up on screen, he's like uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, 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 well, there the, 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 he looked like the villain and Popeye. Bluto, uh, it was him. I'm just saying, it's weird because I thought he looked like Popeye mixed with Kevin James, like because he looked like he just hit some spinach and he was like <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's weird. Okay, so that movie uh, Popeye came out in 1980.
0: And this movie came out eighty one. That's fucking or nice, eighty two. That's yeah, so dude, wild. The guy's name was Paul L. Smith. Holy fuck shit! Yeah, dude, look, that's him. Are you sure he wasn't Popeye? No, dude, Robin Williams was Popeye. Oh uh, no shit! Yeah, I don't dude, know that look, either. Yeah, and Shelley Duvall. God damn! But yeah, I, I was like, Goddamn... You look just like that guy. And he was like, I'll fucking take your kids away from you and eat Doritos. And he did. And he did it a lot. But he wasn't the guy. He wasn't the guy. And that shows you don't judge a book by its cover, bitch. You got to get to know the inside of the pages and find out. But yeah, uh, going from there, uh, you are introduced to a cathedral of interesting characters and they're all terrible actors (laughs) except for one. The detective was good. You know what he reminded me of? He reminded me of the same kind of zest that I would want to see in A Nightmare on Elm Street 1984. (laughs) He always had a cigar. And and you know that hairpiece was fake as fuck? (laughs) It was faker than the fucking Orville Redenbacher butter. (laughs) That shit was fake as shit. But either way, uh, you're introduced to that. The the, the killer is on the loose and the Boston College is Or Boston College, and and one of the more interesting death scenes. I think (laughs) wasn't interesting. It was just so stupid. Uh, The the the, uh, the pool. The pool death scene, and that girl was hot, dude. Yeah. Like, and by the way, I'll also point out so like, much I, TNA. I never, I never, yeah, there was a ton. I never really thought girls from the early '80s were like, they were, there were a couple that were really attractive, you know, creatures. You referred to them as rocket, titties. rocket titties. They always had yeah. like this rocket titty and weird face that they weren't interested at all. They almost looked leftovers from the 1940 housewife. Like, they just they just didn't have like that sex appeal like the early '90s girls did with their thongs, but they. Yeah, but these girls were all attractive. They were very, very attractive girls, and... When in the pool scene, when she's like stripping down and, and doing this whole thing, the guy takes a fucking, uh, a goddamn pool cleaner, uh, net, and it somehow chokes her, okay, chokes her to death by putting it over her head, which Mike and I have did, when I had a pool button we were a kid, I, we put it over each other's head it, 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 you could duck down, you, you're not trapped, but he, he does this and pulls her to the fucking uh, edge of the pool, yeah. brings her out and then chainsaws her to death, that wasn't what was what was funny, that was funny the death part of it, but when, when the detective is like um, they get the professor, he's like, what do you think? Do you think a chainsaw could have done this? (laughs) (laughs) While a chainsaw, a yellow chainsaw is dripping with blood (laughs) and pieces of a girl are right in front of you. He's like, do you think a chainsaw could have done this? He's like, I'm no pathologist but I think a layman could say Obvious. It's elementary. <laughs> like, it was so bad. It was so badly delivered, that, but it was so it was so corny and uh, endearing in the, the same time. The whole
1: thing was, and the way that they portray women in this is fucking awful. Like, they make all the girls just horny idiots, which is it's it's funny at times. though because like okay, so at first when they show the college students, there's the professor and he's walking around and he's all serious and shit like that. But there's the college girls and they're over there talking and she's like, "Do you hear they have a water bed on floor two? She's like. There's nothing better than smoking pot and f- fucking in a water bath. I'd <laughs> like, I'm
0: going to be your friend for
1: life. <laughs> There's nothing better than smoking pot and... F- fucking in a water bed yeah. and, then, like, the, and then there's the other girl the one who ends up dying in the pool they're just sitting there in study hall and she like she passes him a note and he opens it because apparently he's a big lady getter and he opens it and she's like I want to do it in the water see you later <laughs> she walks in and then she goes to the water and gets
0: butt naked honestly just, I don't know if he's portraying them bad it was just like some girls are horny like some yeah, girls are horny they're
1: the most horny girls of all time and I movie. mean why can't I go to that college I know, like these girls are like just like shit I'll just take any dick, any throw, any dick. I just want it all, all right, right now, packed.
0: We're going to Boston
1: College. <laughs> I will go there. We're going to Boston and College. If I could redo my life, I will go to that college. Here we Just go. Oh, we so slutty.
0: And We can't get there. Like no, like everybody's smarter than us. Like I thought they were gonna put out. <laughs> we're gonna show up like fucking Animal
1: House. And like I thought they were gonna put out with kegs. And then the, the same dude, the little fro dude, who was like, he was getting all the ladies. Yeah. Now, at one point, he's having sex with another chick, and she's like, I kinda, I You know what? But I, I liked his, I like his response. Like, can you not make a production of it? Yeah. I fucking love he's it. Like, he's like. There's a serial killer on the loose, can you not make it seem like I'm stabbing with my dick? Do no, eat. He-
0: <laughs> look, I mean, look. People get really involved in their sexual escapades when the bedroom and when the lights go off, and you get really involved with that sex. But if she's like, "Oh God," ah, and it's like, he's just
1: like, "Can you not make a fucking production out of it? Like, I'm trying to make love to you, and not fucking kill you." Honestly, that's a fantastic trait in the bedroom, ladies. That's great. Make a guy feel like he's doing a good job. But it was funny as shit in this scene no, because dude, that bitch was rolling on extra. She was doing too much. Again, it's all dubbed and fucked up. But you he's know, what? having sex with this girl, and she's like, <gasps> I, do. I, I, I But then he's like, he's like, "Will you shut the fuck up?" And she's like. You can gag me. Well, just please come back to bed, please, please. You can gag me if you want to. I need your penis. Did you, you not? Did you not notice that his cock was hanging out? <laughs> yeah, they showed. They showed his wiener.
0: Thick and bald. And and, and you know, it which was, is fair game. It was not hard. No, it was so no, that guy was not. She wasn't doing a good job. Totally average. Fucking fake. Respect to average wieners everywhere. There you go. Good for us, gentlemen. Five and a half inches. All right, drinking it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, but no. Uh, at the same time, yeah, that shit was too much. It was almost like. <laughs>
1: Like, was she, like he wasn't even attractive. He looked like he looked like uh, uh, well, he looked like Mahoney from. He looked like Steve Gutenberg. He, he did, but, but Steve, uh, Steve Gutenberg slate ass. I
0: know, but like he, he, slayed he looked ass. Like Steve ass. Like he, you know, he had that like innocent face, and he was kind of fun or whatever. What I don't know. I mean, that was in the '80s. Who the fuck cares? Uh, every bitch was on cocaine. That's <laughs> and weird. And they were smoking weed. Yeah, dude. But either way, um, so that happens, and and the, also I want to talk about the nerdy friend. Uh, what a fucking waste of a character. Fuck, I loved him and I feel like they should have put him in the movie more because every time he was on, on screen I laughed my ass off. Yeah. Like he goes to this one girl he was like, hey, uh, what are you doing later on to that girl that's at the library? And she's like, it's like, oh, slain with a withering look. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and then he walks off. You know, I'm like, man, that confidence is golden.
1: You're fucking on your way. You're on your way, sir. I like that guy. Even yeah. when he was like, hey, I'm with the stud of the campus. Even though the, the dubbing was really off, like, his his comedy lines landed like a motherfucker.
0: But did you notice how bad the editing was, though, in certain parts? Like, there's one part where Ford the detective uh, talks to Steve Gutenberg and his geeky friend, when he was like... I'll see you later, and then he's like, "Hey, <laughs> where are you guys going?" Like it, it was like it, it, was, it was it was worse than William Shatner's acting on Star Trek. Like it was like fucking the worst goddamn corny cardboard thing you could ever see.
1: The guy was literally it was like it literally like he had just read it. He was like. <laughs> I'll see you later, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie's like that too. But the kills, uh, there, there, there's certain kills in there that are actually really good. And like you mentioned earlier, the the special effects that they do. So you got the cheerleader getting her head cut off, the mom getting the the, the, pool the, scene. the axe that won't go into her fucking head. It's like. <laughs> but, <laughs> There's another scene where it, the, the the aforementioned uh, waterbed kill happens. That's cool, and he's stabbing her, and he literally he does uh, what Michael did to uh, 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 Marie and Singh or whatever her name is. I I think it's Singh. Yeah, uh, when he stabs her oh, on the neck, cool as fuck, and yeah. it comes out the mouth. But then like her her booty showing more and more as he stabs her more. Well, and more. You were, like pulls did you feel did you feel bed. like a perv though? Because I was like watching it. And it was, like, I, I
0: was too. I was, I was like, like you like I just kept focusing was, on her like, butt. I was like, can you can you flap it up a little bit more so I can see the <laughs> cheek while she's
1: getting stabbed? Can I see the cheek? But there's some Scarface shit, too. And there's another scene where he literally takes the chainsaw and he cuts her in half. That and they badass. show it. I know. He just hits her right in the fat pocket. And she wasn't fat, but I mean, right Hot in the fat pocket. pocket. <laughs> pizza in the morning, pizza
0: evening, pizza, pizza at supper, supper time. time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can get have pizza, pizza
1: anytime. Break we'll right down. <laughs> 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 he cuts her right in half and you can see that shit. And then the leftover body that's just sitting there like yeah, a half crazy. torso on the floor look good as fuck. Well,
0: no, I, what I was going to say, uh, like. Okay, yeah, that was, that was a badass scene. What I was going to say, it, it has a whodunit kind of thing going on through that, the mm-hmm. entire film. And at the elevator scene, uh, specifically, um, the motherfucking killer dresses like the Shadow from Alec Baldwin, 1994. <laughs> exactly. he's like, uh, He looks like the Shadow, dude. He's like, oh, who knows he's what up. lurks in the hearts of men? The Shadow knows. <laughs> like he walks around, creeping around with his fucking top hat, and he's got like a fucking mask. He, it looks like Shadow. But... He meets the girl at the elevator and she says, oh, it's you. So you know throughout like, the movie that the, the perspective of character. the victim, they know him. Yeah, and and when he when he fucks that bitch up in the elevator, he like I thought she might like the one girl that got sawn in half at the uh, the pool or the tennis court was really bad. That was rough. But this bitch got both her arms fucking
1: cut off. All right, and he goes it's like nothing and, and, boom, it was and butter, and then it was I, like the bodyguard with the, when he throws up her scarf, he's like looking out. And Samuel, I like I, I, I like her. the
0: detective came in later on. He was like, "Is there a chance?" It's like, no way. Like it was like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" She fucking had both her arms chopped off, and she has been bleeding out like a stuck. Egg. <laughs> but yeah, dude, uh the, the the death scenes are really memorable and they're cool. It wasn't until you get and, and you know again you got to take all this with a grain of salt. Like you know, I mean, like it's it's bad acting. It's not amazingly but so entertaining. Like all the it's way not through. it's not yeah it's not a fucking Tarantino movie or, or by any stretch of the amount It's not even Friday the Thirteenth, which by the way is really cool. Uh, there's a scene with that one girl faking the orgasm with him if you look on the wall it's Friday the 13th oh that's dope as shit yeah it's cool like they, they do nod a little bit to the, the, that direction and give them uh, you know uh, i give you a
1: <laughs>
0: okay fucking drunk Sylvester so learning that it's white cheese.
1: I don't know, <sighs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> you can't win Rock I never can win
1: What my fucking
0: legs? <laughs> anyway, I wish that bitch had said, "What my
1: fucking legs?" <laughs> I was not "Hello, hello, legs." <laughs> so yeah, we go
0: cruise. So I can't find your fucking legs. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm not gonna get into that again. But the the, the death scenes are great. The overall scheme of the movie, it's a 1981 movie, and it's low budget, and it's cool, though. It's fun. Yeah. It's definitely... It's a movie that, when you watch it, you've got to expect that it's not going to be the greatest acted movie in the world. And it's not going to be one of those, like, Halloween films or anything like... Not even on... I'm not even Friday the 13th level. Like, you know, Friday the 13th, uh, Part 1 and Part 2... Those were kind of like okay, it, was, it had a who done it, but it had like a like a certain feel about it. Like it was yeah. cool, you know. It had like its, its own monster energy going throughout it. This one, it just, it, it, I don't know. It's like, uh, so you invited me to repeat the party, and I'm here. Let's do cannonballs in the pool. Like it was, it was fun. It, yeah. It's a, it's a fun experiment for or experience for everybody to watch. The ending, the ending was uh, oh, wow. I, it, it, it's really funny to show how times have changed. Uh, because not only does that bitch spike that one girl 's drink that they still do that, but it, when she was talking to him about the one professor, and he was like, "Well, he is homosexual uh, i 've learned that he actually came to me and told me he was homosexual, and as long as he keeps that at his house. There's no issue. I think he's more bothered by it than I am. Yeah, it was weird. He's like, you know, he did attack me once. <laughs> uh, but And you find out, what you ultimately find out is the Dean is behind all of this. The yeah. Dean is the one that grew up as a little boy that got traumatized, and he's had an obsession with young women the entire time. And throughout the entire film, by the way, you see him trying to do the puzzle again. And yeah. you also see the body, and he's sewing them up a little bits at a time. That's fucked up. That's weird. Uh, what really strikes your fancy and goes it goes from a where well, really, in the world is common San, San Diego, Diego. <laughs> it goes from a delisted a, a delisted fucking movie to a probably a B plus yeah It's at the very end dude oh, it's this is why I think of your nutsack <laughs> 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 it's like
1: god <laughs> like the, the and it makes no fucking it makes no yeah, fucking know, it sense yeah. they catch the Dean and, and everything's good and well it's like the end of knives out like the guy's gone he's good forever but then like the guy's like you still want to be a cop and he leans on the wall and it turns out one of the girls he killed like halfway through the movie and she's like literally sawed up through her she's fucking dead yeah, he took the body parts of all the girls he killed and made
0: this Frankenstein fucking monster
1: she's laying there with a the sheet over her she's clearly fucking dead if anything's ever been dead she's fucking dead but he's like hell no I don't want to A cop, and then all of a sudden the dead body reaches its hand up and it grabs the the dude who's been getting all this ass the whole movie. It grabs his dick and fucking shards it. and they go,
0: (laughs) all the way to Disney World we go. Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) ride me for me. Rips his nutsack off. You see her fucking claws go into his cock and then go down his. I had subtitles on, and you can hear her go, she crushes it. (laughs) <laughs> like i was like god dude i do i had a feeling when i was because i was i was i wasn't really feeling that good anyway i felt kind of queasy because we had drank the night before and i was watching this afterwards i was like i don't know i was kind of hung over and i was like mm, it's not really working for me because there was a lot of bloody nasty deaths yeah. and then when that part happened and then oh, i was like god fucking damage. <laughs> and immediately <laughs> immediately dude i had to go watch I watched uh, a a fucking ASMR video on fucking like crocheting. it <laughs> make you feel better. Like it made me go it made me go to a different place. But do that fucking cuz you see the nails go into the crotch, yeah. go down and then rip it it. it You know what? I'm taking this amazing uh-huh. But it was, <laughs> was crap. So the ending is, you know what, for the entire movie, the opening is amazing, yeah. the ending is
1: fuck. go for that Sleepaway Camp feel at the very end of the movie. But yeah, dude, honestly like it's one of the like, if you look at bad 80s slashers, which like we're not we're not that like there's so many people in the horror community and I respect it that are really like huge fans of like really bad 80s slashers. Yeah. that are like slow and whatever. This is one of my favorite Bad eighty really good one time because it's so entertaining. Because the acting's so terrible, the women are so slutty. <laughs> like it's perfect place I'm Talking to about a little place called Aspen, <laughs> where, the, where the where the where the water flows like wine. Yeah. It's so it's so fuck. It, it's entertaining almost throughout. Uh, Although all, all like everything that happens is just pretty interesting. It's pretty fucking wild and out there and wacky. And it's all, honestly, even though it's one of the worst acted movies, it's one of the most entertaining movies. I give it a seven out of ten. That's, I'm going to go with the seven as well. I had a
0: really good time watching it. I didn't think I would. I mean, it slows down and gets kind of weird and kind of like off-putting yeah. in the middle. But at the same time, you stick with it and it's really cool to see like certain things. Like I was look I, like <clears throat> it was cool to see the Friday the Thirteenth poster on the wall. It was also cool to see the old Wendy's cup when they were having Wendy's. Yeah, I was like, look, I was like, oh my god, not I that mean, different. Can I get that on eBay, Oh dude? What about Bruce Lee? Fucking Bruce dude,
1: Lee, shows yes. Up oh shit. my
0: god, dude. Like by the way, another thing that makes it. 7 is the randomness of the fucking movie. Uh, Apparently, the main guy, his kung fu fucking master shows up out of an alleyway out of nowhere and starts whooping that woman's ass, the tennis champion, and starts whooping her ass for no reason. Like, he's like...
1: And he was like, I don't know what happened. I was walking in the park and I fell on the ground. And it's what? so it's so racist because yeah. he's like, Maybe I had some bad Simdong <laughs> <laughs> like, Fucking. But he's like, now I have to go. And then he walked, and he the like, dude, it was so random. It was like good god. I and, read you know that what? the director had actually done some Bruce Lee's exploitation films, and um, like his friend was just like on set that day, so he's like fucking just jumping the No, film uh, and the, right. but, and he's like, I don't know what happened. I
0: was walking around the corner, now I'm on the ground. Must have <laughs> been something I ate. Song, Maybe what? some bad
1: sim. See I'll have the cream of something. yeah,
0: it was so it was so random, and that shit it, like made it so fucking magical because she fights him and then she shoots him, or no, she knocks him out and he falls prone, and then and he was like, "Hey, it's just my my instructor. How you do? What are you doing?" He's like, I don't know what happened, but it was <laughs> it, 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 It's a a, a 7.0 for that alone. You've got to watch the movie. You've got to definitely go through the beginning, which is awesome. It definitely sets itself up as a typical 80s, early 80s horror movie. But then as you get through it and the randomness that occurs and the the weirdness and the cheesiness but the, the endearing qualities of it, yeah. Kind of starts shining through, and the kung fu thing in the
1: middle of it—it's right up there with Motel Hell as one of my favorite bad slash movies uh, of the age. Dude, I don't know. This might be. This might. This might take the cake. It's in that hole. It's up there. Mm-hmm. It's up there. We got to look mm-hmm. at it. But yeah, so definitely check it out. Yeah, and thank you, Preston. What a great fucking pick, man. That was fun. Um, and we uh, want to stargary I don't know why I did that, brothers.
0: Your patience! No, now, now you're not gonna get it. Cookies, train, done!
1: Something else we watched this week that we both watched, uh, on Shudder they have a new show called Cursed Films. And mm. the, the idea of it sounds fucking amazing. Because what they do is they, they're doing episode by episode and they're focusing on films like The Exorcist and Poltergeist and uh, movies that we've known are rumored to have cursed sets and all the bad shit that happened on them uh, yeah. from, from each movie that they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. first episode, it's the only one that's been released so far to my knowledge, is The Exorcist. Now, it's a little shorter than I thought it was going to be. It only runs at about 30 mm. minutes long. But they delve into all the shit that happened during while they were filming The Exorcist. If you don't know... It was a crazy set Lots of people died Like a lot of people uh, Mm -hmm. That worked on the set People they knew died People's brothers People that actually Worked on the set died A bunch of crazy shit Happened uh, the classic scene where Reagan is in the hospital and she's getting the CAT scan or whatever it was. One of the guys that was actually there in the in the, he was actually in the shot turned out to be a real life murder. You know
0: what? But I feel like that that urban like you know it's a it's a great documentary. Okay, and like I'm I'm hopeful for it's a five point documentary. They're going to release the extra episodes later on. <clears throat> it's put together really well. It's phenomenal. It looks well. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody kind of knew that <clears throat> it wasn't an urban legend, but it was kind of already known. That the, you know the killer that they did film a killer, and 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 Friedkin, I think that's the director William name. Friedkin. Friedkin, yeah, William Friedkin was kind of a, like almost on the level of Stanley Kubrick on his perfection, like he he his pursuit of making sure everything was in order to a point where he didn't care about the safety of people anymore. Uh, there's a the, there's one specific thing where they talk about. Um, Linda Blair, Linda Blair and, yeah. and she broke her lower back because that part where they, you know that was in they, he left that in the movie yeah, because she's doing paint. the fucker <laughs> you know what any <laughs> other guy looking at that if that was if, if your girl was doing that like man I'm doing a great fucking job I can job. make that happen anytime I'm doing a great
1: fucking Son-less job phone Thursdays
0: whatever uh, and then also uh, one scene uh, when they throw the, the mother across the room and she injures herself they left that in the movie uh, they talked about uh, how the director would shoot off a gun to cause a panic I mean, motherfucker, if shoots off a gun I'm going to give up my wallet right away
1: like, <laughs> the, the scene's going to be ruined it, like, like you seamlessly throw, like, yeah, throw yeah, up your money
0: like, in the air That's like It's like an automatic like action Jackson kind of move Like uh, the, those old Hasbro toys From uh, like
1: the wrestlers When it's like, hey, real moving arm action Like <laughs> you, you drop down yeah, on your knees And just start do- sucking whatever dick's toys I, I just just Whatever, it. like sucking like a circus seal Whatever, deal. man, whatever <laughs>
0: I'm gay. I love women, but no, uh, no, yeah, it'd be like one of those things. Like, uh, but yeah, it's like, hey, you got to be really serious here. You got to be the, the the protector of the innocent. You got to be the champion of justice. And like, boom, it's like here's all my fucking money. But no, but yeah, he would do shit like that and and inspire performances from his actors and actresses by doing this kind of crazy shit, which yeah. is a lot like uh, Kubrick did. So he explores that, he explores uh, Linda Blair and how she had to hire security to go from after the film success because a lot of people thought that she was really possessed. But the weird thing, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to give too much away for the film uh, because I think you guys should, or the documentary, I think you guys should watch. At least It's only 30 minutes. Um, she does, you, you saw how quick she shut that shit down. She said, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, she doesn't, like, whatever happened to her in that time frame when that movie came out in 1973, I think, uh, whatever happened to her and whatever she experienced, she definitely doesn't want to like reveal too much about it or talk about it, but yeah, it's, it's a really cool take and, uh, it, like they did a good job. Shutter, uh, as, as far as an original series goes, like this is a, a really good uh,
1: step for them. It's good, man. Like I, I thought like, for instance, like the, the whole idea of the cursed films has always been super interesting mm-hmm. to me because like, like you said, Poltergeist, Exorcist, all this stuff, those are really, really interesting. And like that, the, the idea of the show, I think turned me on so much. Oh, but oh, uh, turn me on so much that I almost maybe expected a little more to it. What, what I can yeah. say about the whole thing overall, they cover it all. Everything that you know about it, they cover. They cover all the deaths that happen on on set, but they cover them so fast. It's just mm-hmm. like it, it, you you almost already it's know. Almost like stuff you already know about. Yeah it's, it. yeah, it's it's most stuff that you already know. They just tell you that. Yeah, by the way, this guy died. This guy died on set. This guy. I don't died, give a fuck. Give me some juicy back. All the stuff that we mentioned. Yeah, you, you almost expect that they're going to do a documentary for them to delve deeper into mm-hmm. it. That that was a little bit disappointing, but I will say that that the way it's filmed, the cinematography it looks, looks so good, the overlay so good. I kinda and you almost you never wish this with the documentary, but I actually wish that the narrator was a little bit more sensationalistic about it. Because it was just kinda like matter-of-fact, like, yeah, this guy died, this guy died. It was it was very matter-of-fact, and it wasn't that like there there's not that much of an ambience or a mood to it. Like they, they just kind of tell you how it is, and they've got really, really good ideas. Like for instance. Uh, you know the artifacts uh, that they find in the beginning of the movie where they find Pazazu and they find that shit like that they actually went to one of the museums it, it, it just sounds like a fucking outdated goddamn clothing brand <laughs> so hey like, I got Pazazu I got that Pazazu oh shit nobody's been wearing that since sounds, 1971 sounds like the new uh, Little Caesars product Pazazu you know, they, they actually talked to some of the people that work at these museums about what Pazazu was and, and like why they, they mentioned that pregnant women would wear it because Pazazu's Pizazzu, em- enemies would be against that some, some really interesting things in there and it's Northern, definitely it worth watching Northern a rock. So that was, but and, and also the, the
0: curator of that museum was the one that told them that they had it right. Yeah. Like they actually did do it right as far as like. The uh, personification of of what it was. Yeah. But she said that that statue that's in the movie, like being giant, they always it was never that big in Northern Iraq. It
1: was real small, it was small like a ring. And that, that stuff was really interesting. And, and they told it really well. And like again, it's it's a pleasure to watch. Like it's really like it looks good. It, it it's flows told easy. well. It flows good. All that shit like that. It's really done. It's almost a little shorter than you think it'd be though. For thirty minutes, I would've thought like a, an hour, an hour and a half. I, I kind of wanted them to delve deeper than they actually delve. So in that aspect, the show's a little bit disappointing but it's still worth a watch. What I found crazy, dude... Uh, and it actually pissed me off. I didn't not Linda Blair's still kind of hot? <laughs> well, that, She's, sure. I mean, sexy. Uh, well, I, what? Also, I thought the girl that they had—I uh, can't remember her name—but the one that actually does the face that pops oh, up—that's yeah, like the one that fucked your shit. Also, the one
0: she did the 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 stunt doubling for Reagan for the pussy scene and the fucking floating off the bed. She did a lot more than I thought. She she stabbed her pussy with a crucifix and said, "Fuck me, Jesus." Yeah. I mean, you should never. And you know what? How fucked up are you moving through life?
1: I. I that, fucked up for you, sir? But I thought miss? she was just the face. Like, it was interesting to find out. She actually did a lot of those special effects. Yeah. Like, a lot of the hovering shit, a lot of that stuff. But it was really good to find that stuff out. And also, what I found interesting was all of a sudden, they take a sharp turn in this documentary. And again, it's only 30 minutes. But they talk about this dude who actually does real-life exorcists. And this is... Exorcism. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. He pissed me the fuck off.
0: Yeah, dude, you know what? And look, I oh. mean, no, no offense against people that believe in that kind of stuff at and I all. I get that. Like, I get it. Like, no, and I... Like, I've seen... Um, I've seen some stuff on YouTube, and, and, you know, like, viral footage, like, of possibly real exorcisms, like, audio recordings, um, and some other things that may be legit, and, like, I mean, and definitely it probably, it it probably does exist, I'm not saying it doesn't, but that shit's fucking fake as a goddamn evangelical hairpiece. The ones, the
1: ones that show you feels
0: fake. Yeah, it felt fake, And, and, you know, and they even have, like, while they're showing it, um, a voiceover of the people saying, like, you know, People had seen this movie that came out in the early '70s that really like had an all-seeing eye on this kind of method of dealing with certain evils in the world, yeah. and they, in a way, maybe subconsciously, were drawing from that and acting that out to an exorcist because that's what you know. Well, that's what Reagan did in the movie. Now, now again, I'm going to point this out. I, I'm not saying it's not real. And because again, I've seen, I've, I, I literally, there's audio, there's audio recordings of people that perform exorcists for real, for legit, uh, and you can hear some weird shit on those audio recordings on YouTube, like fucked up shit. Like I don't yeah. like, I didn't like to watch them, but I did anyway because I was bored and I was drunk, and I was listening to Alan Jackson. But uh... but <laughs> well, I wait until on our chat, yeah, like,
1: exorcism next. My mother went to me,
0: <laughs> and after listening to that, I gotta listen to that, <laughs> like I gotta listen to that next uh, exorcist track, but um. So that's, that shit's real, but this thing comes off as, you know what, I almost feel like it was fucking not needed in the in the documentary, honestly. I mean, I feel like it's a cool idea, the, the reason why, uh, if you're going to put it, like maybe there was an explosion of people thinking they were possessed by the devil after the film was so significantly received, mm-hmm. or, or so many people were like, oh my god, it's so scary and I'm passing out in the theater. They do show some footage of that and and then going from there they're like oh all of a sudden there was an uptick in, in people looking up Catholic churches exorcisms demonologists yeah. the
1: idea of what they were going for I get I think they chose the wrong guy because the guy that they chose the show, do, they show him do he two. Like he looks like he, he sold seashells. He in a looks fucking like a Malibu house. Scott Van Pelt or Alex Van Pelt from. He, he sold ESPN. seashells in a Malibu house with a surfboard. The guy they show, I don't believe at all. Like they show him do two full on exorcisms. Now this is an excellent idea. I just feel like they choose, chose the wrong guy because he looks, dude, just looks fake he's as shit. Fake, yeah. He, he, I mean, he's got this woman, and then he's got this guy, and, and he's, he's looking like at their face. He's like squeezing their face. He's like, "You get out of there, you fucking demon." And well, she grabbed, he grabs this woman. He's like, <laughs> fucking die." I don't really touch my and then she like vomits, and then they show the vomit. But she does throw up. Yeah, I was that like, was gross. You were fucking shaking her around like she's a goddamn ragdoll. But they were so fake. Like when he would do the exorcism, he's like, tell. He's like, he, he grabbed my face, like, get out of there, demon. You just, get, you just get right out of there, demon. You son of a bitch. Yeah. And then the, the the person he was actually be like, yeah, I'm 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 a devil. I'm 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 a bad of devil. You are. Of course, that's you who are. I am. I am Lucifer, ah. and I am here to do the devil's... Business. And I'm the thinks that guard them. You could tell that, the, yeah. You could tell these people were just like they saw too many movies. That's all it was. Like, but I, but like you, I've seen videos of like real life, there's, and that shit sounds. What they used here seemed like two, people who literally just watched movies, and that was their whole argument. They were like, "What we think happened was." sometimes people watch these movies and they and it goes in their brain what, what they yeah. know about Lucifer or Bazazu or whatever yeah. and then when they think they're being possessed and I'm not knocking these people because like sometimes the psyche can do fucked up things to you. Anxiety all that shit. It can make you think that I'm sure and I and I, I, I am sympathetic to that. I'm not making fun of the people who think they're possessed. No, I wasn't making fun of them. No, I know you're not. But I think that they really thought they were possessed. But even if you really think you're possessed and you're not, your, your brain's going to go to what you know which is from the movies. Which is what the show was trying to explain and I understand that. Which they would only repeat shit that you saw in movies before, but where, where it fell off for me was when they were interviewing the guy about it. He's sitting there and he's like, "I absolutely think that if you watch, if a young child watches a horror movie, it could lead to them being possessed." And I was oh, like, "Are you I rewound it. I rewound it. I was like, "Did he just say?" It? And he did. He was like, "It is a huge danger for young people to watch horror movies because that could end up with you being possessed by the devil." And I was like, "What?" What am I talking about
0: Alex Van Pelt? I will tell you this. I think that those people that sought his help in the documentary that we watched, they were psychologically disturbed individuals. I think that they had been influenced really heavily by a movie like The Exorcist and yeah. that they had mental problems. On top they, of. they already had mental problems. And uh, I'm not saying like, I don't know. I don't know their cases. I don't know. I don't know them personally. I don't know anything about them. But I'm just saying what I saw, it looked like they were already fucked up in the head and they got it. Like They're faking it. And I'm not. I'm not saying nothing against this guy, okay? Because I don't know this motherfucker from Adam, but he does look like Anthony Edwards. He looked like the dude was like, "Hit me up on PayPal after this." He looks like fucking Anthony Edwards from ER or Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. And the guy was like, you know, almost a charlatan. Sorry, almost a charlatan. Because I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I think that. Because the the the. Um, the real exorcisms that I've heard on YouTube, like the audio recordings, and they're audio. They're not video. They're audio. You can find them on other websites, not YouTube, and they're fucked up and they're weird. And it's you nothing like what you, you saw You can there. hear like inhuman screaming. Like it's fucked up. And they yeah. don't. They're not trying to present it in a documentary or or anything like that. It's it's an interesting uh, view view on these demonologists and exorcists and the people that. Uh, I'm not going to mention their names, but these ghost shows that hire
1: these demonologists oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and these shit. exorcists. It felt like that. To
0: come in and
1: God damn it I seen it Especially dude it, I seen it over I, there it, it, it. Oh, Something just touched me dude Something touched me It, t- it touched me It Did touched you, me you, Tell me you got it Did you get it Did you get it Oh fuck You missed it again Didn't you Yeah. I was eating a turkey like. <laughs> but, no, like, like, I, and that, Especially at the end of one With the dude When the dude's I couldn't help but laugh I was probably not right But the, the dude was like Ugh. He like ripped his oh, shirt off And he was, like, he was like Who was inside of? he was like Lucifer. Oh, <laughs> was like, he was. The devil he himself he would is. be way scarier than that. But uh, at the end of it, he was like, alright, that concludes our weekly meeting. He was like, I think that you need two more FaceTimes and then maybe one Facebook I, Messenger and then you can just build if it i
0: am like, walk in the room like, motherfucker, you need a Xanax and a natural light. <laughs> 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 you need to calm the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, We are not at a goddamn Guar concert. Uh, exactly.
1: and, 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 and again, to just, just, just clarify, I feel like the people he was he was working on. I feel like the guy maybe actually believed what he was going through and the girl actually believed what she was going through too but this guy but wasn't helping them. But that's psychological. He wasn't helping them by preying on to what they thought right. was going and, on. And again, I'm going to point out the fact that
0: I think that they weren't really possessed by any kind of demonic entity from another realm. I think and I'm not saying, and I will point out the fact that I think, I believe in the supernatural to a point where I feel like that could happen maybe. Yeah. Like I feel like it could happen but the fact is, you, that those poor people were suffering from a psychological fucking issue that yeah. this cocksucker, uh, the cockroach, I'm sorry, like, that's what I feel. These, these are Charlotte, they're, they're snake oil salesmen, man. Yeah. They don't fucking know what they're doing and they're coming in here on these poor people and praying on them, and probably tra- charging them. On. Five hundred dollars in a blowjob. I I Men like, and women. How much does he charge for this? Five hundred dollars in a blowjob for her to puke in his hands and a blizzard from Dairy Queen. But yeah, you know, <laughs> it, you know but Either way, like I, I, just I can't buy that kind of shit, dude. Like you know what I find? Like my, my bullshit meter went fucking. way it was all, yeah. I was yeah. like I was a like, goddamn. I'm in the fucking Antarctic of fucking bullshit right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm surrounded by yeah. bullshits. But yeah, I, I just feel like that shit happens, and that shit's probably real. And and it's really. It's really sad, you know, and that movie is such a cultural phenomenon that there's these people that have psychological damages done to them. Maybe they were molested, maybe they were kidnapped, maybe they were beaten or abused in
1: their life. But and they need they, Dr. Melfi, not Alex Van yeah and, and they, yeah, and they
0: have all these things going on and circulating in their brain, and they remember that movie, and then all of, a, all of a sudden they think they're possessed by the devil or the demons, and then they, they have a fucking snake oil salesman, and they sell them all this bullshit. If it worked for you, if it worked for them, if it got them better, great. But I feel like those people probably need to be on medication. It didn't seem like Or it.
1: they need to be. You see on. the dude's face when he was like, that was. The, I think the dude felt like it was over. Like, okay, I did it. I'm yeah. good. And he was like, I think we need two FaceTimes this week and then meet again. Yeah, and I, the dude's face was like. Yeah, uh, so that, that's only like, going to cost you $100. I gave my best performance. But this week alone, I'm going to give you $100 on the first one, $50
0: <laughs> bucks on the next one. Yeah. But either way, uh, it's a good documentary. Good show, though. But, yeah. And I, I agree with you 100%. I think that overall what I would rather have had been is 45 minutes, at least an hour. Give me an hour yeah. of The Haunted Sets. And then if you're going to add some stuff in that, like what, what they did, and it, it almost been like like tongue-in-cheek, wink-in-the-eye, like this is bullshit and this, like exposing that guy. Show me some more of that, but show me some real shit. Yeah. But I think that, honestly, if you're going to have five episodes, that's all you're going to be scheduled for. Give me an hour and a half.
1: Yeah. I would like to. And and, and again, it was done well. It was well done. It was entertaining to watch. Definitely, I recommend Mm -hmm. it. I definitely recommend checking out if you're a fan of The Exorcist. I thought they were going to go deeper into the facts that we already knew. They necessarily didn't, but it's still totally worth a watch. Uh, I I definitely recommend watching I can't wait to see the Poltergeist one. I just hope they go a little bit deeper into it. Yeah, I think it is. So, no, it's gonna yeah. be Jaws. I, I hope it's uh, Jaws. It's gonna be goddamn Carol that Basket. That shark was
0: real! It's gonna be goddamn Carol Basket. Mike, why are you presenting it like you're like presenting the prize of Will of Fortune? It's gross. It's making me disturb. Stop! Okay, Mike is excited about a piece of construction paper. Good for you. We will pass this along to Mike and Jay.
1: Oh, bang bang. Oh, Oh, bang. What we watched this week, you sluts? Stop being so slutty. You need to pull your pants up. Take it up. Take it up. Take it up. Take it up. Put your oshcots in your crack. Can you take me higher? What we watched this week? To the bottom of every bottle. <laughs> Dude, I did not watch this month uh, much as uh, I watched the shit too. I did
0: not watch this much this But week. you know what? We're not gonna bore you with everything and every detail and every little tiny snippet of butt crap. I had sex with a sea muppet. I thought you were going to say a sea monkey <laughs> How
1: did it jump on your dick from the sea? Okay I watched uh, Rookie of the Year You remember mm. that shit? Rookie of the Year It's on Disney Plus did right you here.
0: watch that recently? Because I remember like I'm having Deja Vu I, No,
1: I mentioned it in the live stream the other day That I watched it Funky um, butt loving <laughs> But, uh, dude it's such, a, it's such a good And Gary Busey Like normal Gary Busey was in that He's an old school pitcher Like he's at the end of the story The Rocket He was the Rocket And you've got the kid who ended up being an American Pie He was a total doucher in American Pie You remember that guy? Yeah the uh, he was great. Yeah, and I thought, you
0: know, honestly, when I watched that movie, like he was a good-looking kid, and then he was a good-looking guy in American Pie. I thought he would actually go on to do other things. I didn't see He didn't was the dude in the Sandlot, too, right? Same guy? No. It wasn't the same dude? No, he wasn't in the movie. It felt like the same dude. But, but he, anyways. He could be in the movie, but I also remember uh, fucking uh, Home Alone. He was like, little help! <laughs> little help!
1: And he was like, what you gotta do is... Well, you got your two basics. <laughs> he was like, do you see what a lot of people do after the, after the games? Is like, some of them put ice, some get cold ice, some do heat. What I do is I melt the ice. I melt the ice. And then you got the best of both worlds. He's <laughs> like, that's right. Liquid ice. <laughs> but yeah, that's on Disney Plus
0: if you want to watch it. But uh, Yeah, I watched a bunch of stuff. I don't want to go through every fucking thing. Uh, well, I am. But I'm not going to go through all of it. Uh, Final Destination 1 through 4. You watch all four of them? Yeah. Damn, son. It got progressively worse. This Moralo well, to you a lot of free time. He does and I hated every fucking one of them after 3 <laughs> or after 2. Um I didn't hate them they was just like god Damn! You're that, fucking up, Mac. That roller coaster, are you serious? Put the it in your The roller coaster butt. was good. No, dude. Dude, I think about Like, the roller coaster kill idea it The was, whole idea, the is the idea, idea scary was cool. The idea was cool, but the execution. I mean, you could have done better. Yeah, at least a little bit. What are we? we Amateur League? Is this Little League? I thought we were in Hollywood. Little help! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I watched Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Um. Yeah. Uh, she had big titties. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I, did, I wasn't. Fair enough. You know, there's a lot of people that love that movie, and yeah. it was okay. It felt like they were going like for Pee Wee's big adventure kind of thing with Elvira. Yeah. Uh, it was all right. Yeah. But it just. Mm. I've never seen it. So her, her boobies. She had big her boobies, her, <laughs> her boobies. Her boobies are stupendous. Uh, I also watched Teen Wolf 1 and 2. Oh, nice. Uh, you got Jason Bateman and Michael J. Fox with the greatness. Uh... Teen Wolf 2, like, I remember as a kid, I, I liked Teen Wolf 2 because he was a boxer. Yeah. Because he he becomes a werewolf in the ring, and he fucking fucks people up as a werewolf in the ring. I, that was badass. But it just didn't really capture what Teen Wolf did with yeah. Michael J. Fox and Win in the End. It's been a while.
1: Win
0: in the End! And not to mention the fact that they, they replaced the actor that played Styles. From the first one, and they put Styles in the second one, totally different actor. Yeah. They kept the dad. I love the fucking dad in and Teen Wolf, and then they had him in the in the sequel. I don't know. It, it was just kind of. And then I watched. Oh, dude, it's still good. It still turns my biscuits dread. That's fucking amazing, dude. Are like, you ready? why in the fuck you look is that goddamn movie the Mama Clan? Because mama's not the law. I'm the law. Terrible marketing, man. Dude, Carl Urban was a fucking phenomenal force of greatness and action and and security and
1: manliness that I wanted to hold tight in the night with. Carl Urban's like how I feel about this channel. Like, I think he's got something, but he just never gets there. Yeah, that's true.
0: But, dude, Dread was so fucking good, man. I remember... Uh, I, I, I've, I've seen that movie so many times we watched it in the theater it was badass it pumps you full of fucking testosterone you felt fucking good you tried to punch a brick wall and you broke your hand but you still felt good about it mm-hmm. and the mama clan won't ever do anything with their fucking bullshit and then drugs. you went
1: home and you masturbated using your own tears as lubrication I like I like it was was just
0: like slow mo and he
1: was like
0: shh like dude god damn he's so fucking cool though man like when he yeah. gives Mama the fucking slow mo, and he's like, "It's gonna be a long way down." And and remember, she's like, "If my heart stops, then it's over." And he's like, "All the, all because all those detonations to these uh, types of concrete, I'll take my, like, dude, it's a great movie."
1: We need a stake wall, Steven.
0: That's what I do in church. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I see those people. Like, yeah, like, Tail it on the mountain. I, I, it, it's, really, it, it's really terrible, man, because he did such a phenomenal job. And that was also the movie that he was pretty much auditioning for Batman. And honestly, if Ben Affleck hadn't gotten it, like, motherfucking Carl Batman Urban would have been perfect. But either way, um, I also watched Halloween 2018. Had to revisit. Dude, that's funny as re- fuck. I
1: watched, like, the first half of that before it fell so asleep. so good. It's so good. Yeah,
0: underrated. Um also, dude, I love this movie. I don't think you liked it that much. I always love it, though, just because I love the idea that there was a history that people of, of this particular character, and they they explore it. And I love medieval stuff anyway.
1: Dracula Untold. I haven't seen that one yet. So oh, dude, you that. gotta watch it. It's fucking good. It's awesome. Going back to the Halloween 2018, though. Tell me, Dave was an underrated character, man. He was likable, He's like, even when he fucked up and he was being a dick, they're like, you're being a dick, Dave. He's like, oh, all right, I'm being a dick. He's like, hey, you want me to light this pumpkin on fire? They're like, okay. Yeah, like, I, I love Dave, man. I, I didn't mind it. I, I, I was just, he could have been a main character. I think that, I think yeah. what I, I, I
0: got drawn to was watching it again was just how fucking cool and badass and so outside the norm that I've ever seen Michael Myers when he was walking down the street on the sidewalk. Oh, he fucked shit and, and that music
1: was going, and he was just like fucking come to me, bitch. Somebody made the greatest fucking point the other day online. I can't remember who it was, so I'm sorry if I don't remember your name. But there's a lot of people complaining about Halloween 2018 where he's not stalking enough. Like, mm. he doesn't stalk enough. And they're like, why is everybody bitching about Michael not stalking enough? He's been pent up and he's been stuck in Smith's Grove for this fucking long. When he gets out, he's not worried about stalking. He no. wants to release some fucking tension and kill some he's people. Got a lot of cum. And that's what he does. He walks straight down the street and he's like, I right, gotta get this out of me, motherfucker. Dude, that, and he just starts going that, crazy that on people. Specifically, Perfect.
0: with the music coming on, with the new, the, the boom like that, uh, and he's walking, whoa. he's walking on the sidewalk, and he's like, "There he is!" And uh, dude, I was like, "Michael's fucking like fully on, yeah. like I don't give a he's shit." up! I-, I felt like he was Joker's, like, "Hit me, hit me!" Like he was fucking <laughs> badass. Like, yeah, it was so good. Uh, and then I watched uh, Terrifier. I went and revisited Terrifier. It's a good movie. Cross um, Kills. I think that's my uh, third time watching it. It's like. It's worthy of the praise, and I like the movie. But I, I feel like it was more of a spectacle of, of what they could do with practical effects versus a storyline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, not not that the story wasn't good, and obviously the guy that played Terrifier, he's a great guy. Uh, he goes awesome. to every convention. Art. Art Art the Clown. He he, he seems like an awesome guy, and the, and the writer and director of the film uh, seems like a cool guy. But it felt like, it, it almost felt like it was a pitch... For studios, like what I can do with practical
1: effects, I get you, dude. Because they made him so fuck, they made him so scary, they made you so scared of him, and you were yeah. really freaked out halfway through the film. I think they just blew their load a little bit too early. Well,
0: and I'll, yeah, it almost feels like well, like this is what we can do. Like this is how we can do things with practical effects. Like yeah. Tom Savini, he's like, I want to showcase my yeah. stuff. They just ran out, of and steam. I got, I got to have like a little light wrapped story. To give you, yeah.
1: you know... Hon- way. Honestly, if they played that where the, the last kill, like the last shot of the movie was yeah. him sawing that girl by her version of yeah. them in half, mm. that would have been maybe one of the scariest movies you've seen in the last 10 years. But I think they, they did that too early and then you had nowhere else to go. Like you went straight up and like there was... You can't go... You can't go past that but it's so still the second half of the movie But it's still of, great It's it's
0: a good movie Oh fuck yeah Like for sure uh, And then I also watched Poltergeist 2 I'd already seen Poltergeist I've seen Poltergeist Like fucking oh, yeah. uncountable times In and out uh, In and I, out. Dude I love I love the guy <laughs> Before After Motherfucking uh, The guy that plays coach Yeah He's fucking that's, great that's In right. both
1: films When they get high he's like Before, <laughs> before uh,
0: After Before He's like I'm gonna sign it President of the United States <laughs> And they're like Because they were Trying to apply for uh, Their house disappearing and they're like, this is what I told you. We can't apply it until the insurance company your house disappeared because they're like, what if it reappears? It's like, what if it reappears? <laughs> what if it reappears? And he's like, I'm going to make a fourth claim. And this time, I'm signing it as the president of the United States. <laughs> and then, and she's, like, awesome. she's like, you were never a hippie. He's like, what? And, the, and then she was like, you only wanted to impress Cookie. He's like, Cookie? What do you mean, Cookie? Uh, but also, one of the most memorable scenes in that movie. I love. I loved fucking, uh, oh my god, what's his name, I just watched the movie, uh, the, the the Native American friend that they make, um, Taylor, fucking love Taylor in this movie, like, love Taylor, Taylor was awesome, he, uh, definitely replaced the little short girl, she shows up in it later on, but Taylor was awesome, uh, but I, one of the most memorable scenes for me was, uh, when he drinks the tequila and he eats the worm and then he vomits the fucking part of him up and he's crawling and he's like Ish! and he like crawls the whole, you know what I'm talking about yeah. he's like eh! and then you hear that song and he goes uh, 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 God is in his holy temple and it's like God Damn! How much tequila did you drink? <laughs> yeah. If you vomit up a full-grown, like half grotesque zombie man, you drank too much. I want to rewatch that now, dude. I you remember that when that he was because he gets drunk and he sweat. Dude, God, they filmed that fucking great, man. Yeah. It looked cool. And then Taylor's like, he wants to take the child, bring the wind into your mouth, and use it when you need to. And like, I was like, God damn, it's so cool. And then he was like, oh god. And when he fucking vomits that thing out, and he goes into the bed, it's like. And then it starts crawling on the floor. He's like, and then it looks over, but dude, it looked over. And he's like, <laughs> it was so fucking wild and crazy. But yeah, I watched Poltergeist too, and the last thing uh, I watched uh, was uh, Tiger King. I watched the full. That was the other thing I watched too. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, Carol Baskin's a fucking liar. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm broke yeah. as shit. I'm gay. I got a bitch down the floor trying to sue me. I'm gonna run for governor. I'm not gonna be able to
1: financially recover from this.
0: <laughs> but yeah, hey man, <laughs> okay. it's, a, it's you know it's one of those it's one of those documentaries that hit at just the right time. Yeah. Everybody's home. Everybody is addicted to it. And there's a reason why you're seeing memes pop up all over Facebook, and you're seeing like gifts, and Dude. people are obsessed with this show. It's for good reasons. The He's show is so put together
1: amazingly, Fucking though. watchable. Like everything he does is so fucking watchable. Man. Yeah. Like as soon as we turned that on, I was like, "Oh, this is legit as fuck." Like I love this, dude. My favorite. My favorite. I'm only three episodes deep in it, but my favorite fucking thing of the dude. I, I cried, laughing. I laughed so fucking hard <laughs> when they're like they're like lighting shit on fire in like the trash pile, <laughs> and that thing blows up, and he goes, "Oh."
0: Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> like, that would been my exact reaction to that whole. thing.
0: I love it when he was like talking. He's like, she says like, she wants to take my goddamn bed, huh? And then he
1: throws that, and then he's like, and he starts shooting. He's like, and then you hear somebody off camera going, "God the, the whole show was like, it, it, the whole like at least three episodes in. I don't know what he ends up doing. That's awful. But the whole show for me for the first three episodes was me siding with him and going like, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. But then he would say something fucking stupid, and yeah. I'm like, oh, you can't say that. What? Well, you can't say that. Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not
0: gonna give it away because I just I finished the entire uh, the, the entire season or or, or this documentary. Uh, he did some he did, he does some fucked up shit, but I, I don't feel I feel like one of uh, his associates are are pretty much accurate. They're, they they hit the nail on the head. They're like he was fucking stupid, and the guy that he brought in to help him just took advantage of this guy's moronic fucking tendencies and took control. And, and that's all I'm going to tell you uh, but dude it gets better and you get more involved in the story like I, I did see somebody on Facebook was like well this show sucks I can't get into it and they were like I think they were episode 3 that's going to be anything that's popular no yeah but they yeah. were like well they said they were in episode 3 and then someone was like well you got to wait till episode 5 it really it sucks you in it sucks it you in it gets into worse yeah dude oh shit like no you're going to get some wild shit like you get like, and dude and, and he doesn't stop like he gets crazier and wilder and he's like, "If I ever see Carol Baskins, this is what I'm gonna do."
1: <laughs> oh, see, that's the kind of dumb shit I can no. do. No, well, like, no, he had a it. he
0: had a dummy on the show. Yeah, and then you also find out the producer. Remember his producer? Yeah, his true motive.
1: And, like, it's crazy, man. Like the whole fucking thing feels like Game of Thrones. I, mean, I can't fucking get enough You know who's fucking Like worse well, I don't, I, Whatever he ends up doing I don't know Again I'm three episodes in But you know who's even worse Is the other guy Who does the animal thing Like the the one that calls himself Lord Oh Dog Antle Yeah Dog Antle Like his story's fucking Mind-blowing Dude, and, and please God When they make the movie Let Ben Stiller play that guy That would be fucking perfect well, I, That guy's freakier than yeah, shit You
0: have Ben Stiller play Dog Antle And you have David Spade uh, David Spade uh, play Tiger That's King That's
1: what we said he wanted But David Spade said I can't do it Yeah he He's can't. like I, I, I can't <laughs> All you gotta do is be fucking goddamn uh, Joe, Joe Dirt, Dirt.
0: he <laughs> goes hey Joe you live in a side of a broom closet yeah I got a few places uh, like, it's perfect but no either way um, it's, it's a really interesting documentary it's one of those weird like out there uh, fucking from left field that you never think that you'd get into but it's there and you're like having a good time watching it so fuck yeah man and also Carol Baskin's a bitch Uh, Ain't nothing to it. I like his music. Uh, Uh, And she fed a tiger. No, I don't know. She killed her husband. I'm telling Mike. This is legit true. O.J. Simpson tweeted out, "Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband." And I saw O.J. Simpson. I saw somebody like comment, like the fucking expert has weighed in. It's no doubt she killed her husband and fed it (laughs) to the tiger. Uh, But yeah, uh, there's definitely something. You know, honestly, uh, it's weird and wild now um, because of the popularity of the Tiger King documentary on Netflix. They've they've reopened the the cold case of, of Don Lewis. The the, the uh, husband of of um, Carol Baskin that disappeared definitely seems like she did it. And look, it's weird. Like yeah, she's got like no fucking. And she's like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He went to Costa Rica.
1: <laughs> His whole family's like, he literally said, if I go missing, my wife fucking killed me. And the sheriffs are like, I don't see any fucking evidence here. He's like, hey, did you kill your husband? He's like, no, I didn't. You like cream pie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you wild tiger she kids. killed a tiger. But yeah, also, um, Tiger King himself, he did some really fucked up, fucking despicable things. And you'll see it as you watch the movie, or the show later on. Um, and, but yeah there's nobody innocent in this fucking show like and you'll get to know uh, Jeff Lowe Jeff Lowe comes into the picture uh, and I just know toothless Jeff Batista no this not, 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 <laughs> his, not <laughs> his fucking, yeah about. not his husband uh, not fucking RC Cola Batista uh, <laughs> not that guy but yeah uh, other than him you get another guy that comes in there and uh, wow. It really complicates and puts more wrinkles in the whole fucking story. They're all fucking guilty. They've all done some bad things, especially that fat Chucky guy. <laughs> he calls it like, dude. You know, what I'm talking about? oh, you haven't got to that. No, There's this one fat, a uh, business guy. And he's got like long red hair. And uh, uh, Tiger King is like... I mean, I don't know why people look at him like he's got all the answers. He looks like Chucky running around on two legs. because <laughs> <laughs> he, He's this fat squat little guy with red long hair. And he's running around. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, it's a great documentary, man. And I, I was hesitant to watch it. I'd seen all the memes. I'd seen the gifs. I'd seen people posting. Then Mike was like, yeah, you gotta watch. You gotta at least get to episode two. And then I, I watched it and I was hooked. But no doubt... Carol Baskin killed her husband. It looks like it. And, yeah, but either way, uh, that's what Street Street I watched Street.
1: this week. And that's the fucking show! We are done. Uh, that's most of what I watched this week. The only other thing I did was this week with my extra quarantine time was... Uh, uh, you jacked your meat. I got
0: that quarantine time!
1: You beat it. I... Uh, I watched. Or I started playing Madden again, and I, I tried. What I tried to do, Jay, is I've been playing Madden online, like live for the competition fields. But what Ooh. I tried to do was that, like the Packers have made a couple of moves in free agency, and so you decided I tried. That
0: you shouldn't ever go back to live. I
1: went back to free. I, no, I went back to uh, franchise mode, and I put it on all Madden, and I started playing, and I, and I, I, I made the Packers exactly how they're supposed to be next year. <sighs> It's fucking frightening. Let me ask
0: you a question: When you're losing, do you turn it off, bitch? No, no, I don't. I, I, I'm four and four right
1: no, now. If I'm not you're, doing well. If you're
0: losing forty-four to seven, do you like like give me an honorable? No, because it won't let you sim to the end anymore. So you have oh. to sit there and take it. Can you like give like a. Uh can you ask the guy like to
1: let you go? If you're playing against someone, but I'm playing against a computer on all Madden. Uh, you're on, losing on all Madden. mode. are you losing. It's hard. <laughs> I, I'm not losing. I'm like I'm like four and four or five and four or something like that. But it was weird because I, I made all the trades that they made. But then I realized because they have a salary cap mode. When I got to 2021, it scared the fuck out of me because I'm like my Packers are fucked in 2021 because we ran out of all salary cap space. Like I have to let so many of our best players Is go. Aaron Rodgers it's, still there? Yeah, he's oh, still there. He's good to go. God. He's solid, but it's hard. You get Terry Bradshaw. It's hard. But no, yeah. in all honesty, we were going to do a couple trailer reactions, but the battery is flicking at us right now because we talked too <laughs> fucking much. So, we want to do a Peninsula trailer reaction, which is the sequel to Tra- 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 Train to Busan. Tra- Train to Busan. He killed a tiger. Chang, Chang, Chang. <laughs> Frangaloo. Yeah. Um, but, okay. <laughs> He's like, I got my shop. He's like, that's the lube. That's the most important selling (laughs) thing right there. But uh, no, uh, so we won't get to the trailer reactions because the the battery's dying. But uh, when video eight was fun as fuck, I had a great goddamn time. So we'll figure out. Maybe we'll put those on the Patreon or something like that. Those trailer great combos, man. Great combos. We had a lot of good discussions and we're all gonna
0: meet. We're all gonna meet together in the shed and have jelly sauce. On our butts. And we're walking off in my two
1: shit again. <laughs> <laughs> Home is why are you making? You like to see homos naked? <laughs> Love your fucking faces. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn wham up in you. Remember, this shit's on the podcast as well as our several other podcast shows that features content you can't get here. So make sure you fucking go there and you get that shit. You gotta get that shit. You fucking gotta get that shit. Get that shit. Don't you take
2: my hat off. We watched the movie. We watched it. We watched the movie. Yeah. You know what? We did a review. We watched the movie. We watched the movie. Uh-huh. We watched a movie.